sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Talking about my nose and bruschetta is definitely breaking up the monotony. Big topics. Big topics. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> in my room. Well, we were talking about Super Bowl snacks. So next week, really next good. next week, I'm going to have a telestrator and I'm going to <laughs> diagram Pete's storage room. Pete's storage area. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome out to The Logger Room. It is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Jersey Johnny coming at you. And with me, as always, is none other than Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnuts. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. How the hell are you tonight? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm good. Us either. Depends on who you ask. This is true. This is true. I'm very excited uh, for two reasons. Oh, yeah, we, we, can, we can tell. Yeah, you could, much, much more so than my usual jovial. Uh, I got the um, several weeks ago. I got the big chair, the uh, heavyweight chair that can actually hold me without collapsing. Gotcha. And uh, today I got the uh, rollerblade wheels for it. The rollerblade wheels. For nice. It. Yeah. Very nice. Very. I, I saw this. Uh, heard about this on a podcast, and saw someone else was talking about it. Uh, absolutely worth it if you have a, a, a chair that you have any trouble wheeling around. And mine is on carpet. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of getting uh, one of those, you know, plastic mats you put on the floor. Sure. Uh, but somebody said, don't get a mat, get the rollerblade wheels for the chair. You just pull exactly. the old ones out, you know, and stick stick these in. And I can actually wheel around now. Whereas before it was, I almost like uh, busted a thigh muscle trying to push the the chair back from the so i'm very excited about that that's awesome that's awesome i my chair I, it, it it can move a little bit easier than that it doesn't have the rollerblade wheels but it's on carpet but my problem is if one of the wheels spins around and comes off the carpet under the desk then when i go to back up it's it's like stuck on the carpet it won't oh right right yeah the this, carpet up with it this can't happen with these uh wheels <laughs> There's no way it's getting stuck on the carpet. <laughs> Just looking at Harry's face. He's <laughs> like he's like, at least the guy's talking about wheels and carpet. I'm right now. Just yeah. telling you. <laughs> wow. Listen, wow. when it's a, when it's you're a slow sports week, what do you want? When you're me, it's exciting to be able to have greater mobility. I know what it's like to have good cha- good good casters. Good casters. Good, good casters. casters are important. If they make a jazzy office chair, you're gonna see me. Go to the moon. That's going to be the most. <laughs> you need the air. Thing on. You, need the, you need the air on chair. I have an old, old office chair, and I did need to replace the casters. And that was one of the places that I went to. Uh, and I like the caster store, and that tells you everything you need to know about me. That I am <laughs> yeah. excited about going to a place that only sells, sells casters. casters. Right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I'm thankful that we still have a place like that. I'm thankful that there's a guy. In there, who knows? I can bring my caster. He tells you which one you need. Oh yeah, and I don't. Well, it's have to all order. about. It's all about the matchup. It's all about the caster master. Yeah, the caster master. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. And and the other reason I'm very excited. Yeah, what's is I'm testing out this uh, touchpad. Okay. Because I've been having a little pain in my wrist with the old trackball, gotcha. which I'm a big fan of the trackball and I've used for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been having a little uh... carpal tunnel issue. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, it's uh, it's I injured this wrist a number of years ago and didn't get it fixed correctly, so I already have issues with it. Gotcha. 
Um, but uh, notice I've been having some pain from the trackball. So I'm testing out the old trackpad now. I kind of like pad. it. I kind of like it. It's a very interesting thing. So you got rollerblade wheels and track so rollerblade wheels and, and a trackpad. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, That's very uh, nothing more exciting than that. <laughs> Not in my world. And that very tells nice. you all you need to know about me. That's all you need to know right there. I, I understand. If, I, if I, understand. I had, listen, if I had gone to see the caster man to get these wheels, I got them online, but that would have really been even more exciting. But other than that, I don't think I, there's, it's hard for me to think of a week where I've had more excitement than this that's, in recent memory. True. And that is, that is sad. This is true. So, well, uh, this past Sunday was uh, all-star, uh, all-star, all-star day. Is that all-star week? All-star. Day. Yeah. Um, I got to hand Obi. it. I got to hand it to Pete. I got to hand it to Pete uh, on our, on our uh, special All-Star Weekend NBA uh, corner show we did last Friday night, um, Pete said the number he's looking at for the over/under is 320. Yeah. All right. How did you? I, do I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right here because <laughs> I was right on. Who the hell knew about this? We're gonna stop the fourth quarter after five minutes. <laughs> well, they did that last year. They they did do it last year. I, I didn't. Know. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't I, didn't, I didn't watch last year. Didn't I was, remember. I I saw it. I didn't remember. Yeah. I didn't remember. So, oh, okay. They would. So, so because they because you didn't know the the numbers are <laughs> invalid now. <laughs> well, to be quite honest with you, if they didn't do that and they just played an entire fourth quarter, the the, the, the score I would have been, been wrong. It would, it would have been three sixty or more. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I would have been right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I did not. <laughs> but how did you that... you nailed it though? You said three twenty, three two. Yeah, I, that's exactly well, you know, what it was. Um, what's the? Did you call LeBron score? and say you know? Well, me and Prime, we're talking about it. Oh, Prime, okay. And uh, yeah, he he's uh, you know he he gambles occasionally, and uh, he had a formula. And no, I didn't factor the fourth quarter twenty four point thing into the mathematical calculations, but I knew right. that it was going to keep the score. I figured it would keep the score a little bit lower than normal, and I think Definitely. it was on pace. I forget what the halftime score was, but it was on pace to. Uh, at halftime, it was on pace. It would have been like 360 or 370. Like, yeah, 360 or 370. So, um, yeah. And I, I I do remember thinking last week it was odd that no one was mentioning that about yeah, the fourth just, quarter. So, I totally, so I decided, totally forgot. It totally so I decided not to mention it either. So, yeah, it was more, <laughs> it was as much luck as anything else, but. Just in I'm general. To be really honest, this is the first All Star game I think I've watched since 1987. <laughs> Yeah. I've, I've watched every all-star game most years i've watched not the whole thing parts of it you know put it on the beginning watch the first quarter maybe the first five minutes put it on towards the end of the game just to check it out and see what happened that's really all i've done this is the first this is the first all-star game in its entirety that i've watched probably since the early 90s realistically since the early 90s you know, since 93, 94, maybe. You but, mean you guys um, didn't have a healthy debate with your friends last year about the fourth quarter scoring system of the NBA All-Star game? No. And, uh, so I know I know, diehard basketball fans do there. <laughs> I think some of the players, the way LeBron was shooting layups, I think told you everything. Right. I just don't think anybody cared. No, nobody cared. With the exception of maybe Giannis. Uh, yeah, well, which, Giannis. which in a game when nobody plays defense and nobody is going to step in front of anybody driving to the lane. You know. It's it's certainly well, easier to to not miss a shot, but it's not it's not super easy to. Not uh, miss and a the shot. people I mean, that we said were going to be the most efficient and score the most points were Steph Curry and Damian Lillard, were both magical. Yeah, 
Oh, Kyrie had a nice Curry, night. Curry, I mean, the half court. Yeah, Kyrie, Curry was, was Curry was hitting half courts all well, night. Dame did it first, and then right. Curry came down. I mean, I think they both Dame did it first and last too. The yeah. last shot was the yeah. Yeah. Was half court too. But yeah, but, but that's uh, you know, look, that's part of what the All Star Game should be about, anyway. Is you know, we do that. But yeah, listen, did, did uh, how do we feel? I mean, Giannis to me, it seemed like he kind of went in there and said, "I want to, I want to win this MVP." Yeah, he wanted. To I, like, how do we feel about that? Like, are you I mean, kind, is of, there, are you is kind there, of a dick if you do that, or are we all? Is there you know? anybody more suited for? I mean, other than like Damian Lillard, who didn't start, or Steph Curry, is there anybody other than LeBron who's more suited in today's NBA to win an MVP in an All Star game than Giannis? Mm, I mean, who's Nobody steps in front of him in the in a real game, let alone yeah. a, an All Star game. And yeah. he hit three of three. He, he shot sixteen of sixteen, mm-hmm. scored thirty five points in three quarters, and shot three of three from behind the arc. He did. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He listen. He went there to put on a show, and that's exactly what he did. Well, so, he yeah. wanted he wanted to hold up a trophy, and that's the only trophy he's ever going to hold up. <laughs> well, <laughs> unless he goes to Brooklyn in a month. Unless he goes to yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There, he in two years. In two years. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the only trophy he's going to hold up uh, in uh, as a as a, as a buck. in Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. As as a buck, it's the only trophy he's going to hold up. Right. So, but hey, you know what? He 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 put on a good show. Um, he did, and and Curry did too. I mean, let's let's talk about the uh, the uh, uh, contests for a second. Um, Mike Connolly, yeah, the uh, uh, what you call it, three point Curry. Uh, but I mean, it was really close. Came down to the last shot. Yeah, yeah. Came down to the last Curry, shot. Curry won it on the last shot. Curry and it was Mike Connolly's shot. first All Star game. Yeah, yeah. And he was a sub, and so you know, I was happy for him. Yeah, that no, was good. It was definitely good. Um, the uh, slam dunk. Um, every, yeah, there's people saying that uh, Obi Toppin got robbed. Um, Obi Toppin dunks were. I, I mean, look, he was a foot taller than the other two contestants, right? <laughs> and it, his vertical is like three feet shorter than the other two. Yeah, the other two, yeah. No. So, like, like when when like, when, when Simmons... Obi Toppin, he's great in like a like a, oh, I got the ball in the post and I'm gonna dunk over somebody but in a dunk contest you know come on. when he when he almost uh kissed the rim <laughs> you know well that was the uh six the 15 year old that did that that wasn't Obi. that was uh what's his name simmons simmons yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 15 year old i was like watch your teeth you know it's like know. be careful I, you don't you don't want to kiss the rim i was expecting that to, yeah just the way he they when they showed it in slow motion when he went up and he's like whoa what the hell am i doing yeah <laughs> you know but uh, uh, is it is it is it is it incredible to say that I was bored by the dunk contest? Like these guys are so amazing now. I know that it's just like I don't know. I, I think I think Obi Toppin could have done a couple of other interesting things, like the one over uh, uh, over uh, Randall and his father. Um, that was. Man, I missed some of it. Obi Toppin did not get robbed. He, he no, he didn't not. get robbed. He, no, no he, I don't I mean, think so. Well, you know what? He lost by one vote, right? Because it, it yeah. came down to three to two at the end, kind of thing. You know, so right. it's like it was right there, and it was. Just, it's just, he's a rookie. It's his first. Uh, it's his first All Star game. It's his first slam dunk competition. Oh, so he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll win. He'll be it. back for more Duncan sure, extravaganzas. And he come up with some other interesting things too. It was weird. Really? That it was just three. People. <laughs> I don't just, know. Yeah. I, I, honestly, is there anything <laughs> that we really care less about than? 
I only cared about it because I picked him because we're on this podcast. Right. The, only, the only I would have had zero only, interest in the dunk at all. The exactly. only yeah. All Star game which is worse than the NBA All Star game is the NFL Pro Bowl. I actually kind of like the Major League Baseball All Star game. Yeah, I watch. I watch the All Star game. But baseball is a sport where they can kind of compete in an All Star right. game. You know, it's basketball, football. It's like, all right, you know. It's, yeah. What What is that? It's you know, watch them do well, the way they did it this year from now on, just like the uh, the virtual one. They name everybody, they go there and you know hang out, and then they they play a computer game. Sure. <laughs> that's it from now on. Yeah, but, um, I think uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how they are. You know, my big takeaways from All Star Weekend was don't go to the barber right before the All Star game. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Cut your hair afterwards. Yeah, or get a floby. Do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or or you know, bring the barber in and have him tested. Yeah, why do, why doesn't why don't they have an in-house barber? You you would think they would, you know. I mean, have the, one the of those. Same thing happened and, and almost happened with the the Chiefs before the Super Bowl. Right. Um so I yeah, you, bring somebody in, do test them, then then you know that they have it or not and Right. I don't know. Bring look, bring them in and quarantine somebody for <laughs> for 2 weeks, yeah. Exactly. Bring a barber or just for a couple of days, right? Cuz I guess you could you could have it and then if you get the test the next day that it could come back negative. Right. So you bring somebody right. in quarantine them for three or four days to give if they have, if they happen to have it, then it has time to germinate and you test them. So that if they're negative, you know, they're negative and then everybody gets their haircut. There you go. There you go. That's good. Well, in, in a game where uh three point shooting and no defense was the cure. I'm not sure if Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid would have anything to add. Although Joel Embiid is a much better three point shooter than Ben Simmons. Right. So well, yeah. and Simmons is an excellent Defender, so right. But he wouldn't. Kept, but he wasn't no, going to. Nobody's playing defense. defense. It might have been three seventeen. Kawhi Leonard is an even better defender. Kawhi, look, Kawhi <laughs> came in the game and was like, "Can I take a nap?" Yeah. Like, I'm going to no, no go sit one, over here. And no one relax. was enthused about this no. game. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the exact uh, breakdown of players who didn't want to do it at all. I think LeBron, obviously, the biggest name on that list. Showed up to be a good soldier, but he did not want to be there. Did not think it should happening, and was well, very vocal like three about or four that. really easy layups. I was just like, were, oh, God. So were, I don't know what the I don't know what the breakdown was, but I would imagine there were a number of players who were uh, they were just there so they didn't get fined. In the immortal words of Marshall, I'm sure the I'm sure after 18 years or whatever it is, LeBron's pretty sick of All Star games. But I mean, pretty the young guys were probably pretty excited about it. You know? Yeah, there were uh, there were three blocks by Team LeBron. And there was zero blocks by Team Durant. Yeah, you would think that would be a higher number with those superstars. Uh, how about um, what's his first name? Sabonis. Uh, yeah, winning the skills competition, yeah. which apparently has been won by some big men in the past. I don't know who though, but I saw he's, an article. You know, he's a big line. man who looks like a small man. He he's he's an interesting player. He's one of those guys in the league that I just don't think enough people know about. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I and and something told me too. Like when, like, well, he went first against Randall, and Randall obviously did. Randall shouldn't have been he, in the skills. He he didn't give a damn. He didn't give a damn. Yeah. Uh, but but the way he just he everything flowed for Sabonis, and he just like I was like, you know what? He's gonna win this, and he did. But uh, he looked he looked good against it. But but yeah, <laughs> Julius Randall did not care <laughs> he was happy to be there he's like he, he just he was literally like he was like smiling and laughing while he was shot 100 percent from the floor yeah. <laughs> two for two in like 10 minutes two four points a couple rebounds he was well I, yeah and listen the obi toppin said he was 
it's like the thrill of his life that LeBron, LeBron came over and, and, and knew his name. And knew his name, yeah. That he said, was how's it going, Obi? Yeah. <laughs> you know. LeBron knows my name. Yeah. Which, look, I mean, I, that's probably, he should be, right? How old is he? Uh, 21. 21 Toppin years old. 20, I thought he was 23, actually. It doesn't matter. He's, he did all four years of college. He's, so he's, he's young. He's still okay, young. So he's, yeah, so he's 22, or, one, but... 22 or 23, right. and he's in the NBA, and he's at the All-Star game, and LeBron comes over and says hi and knows his name. I mean, that should be a huge thrill in your life, shouldn't it? Sure, absolutely. I mean, it, you absolutely. know. You would hope, I, I, I hope you would hope LeBron would know his name. Imagine if he came over and said, hi, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you here for? Yeah. I'm, I'm always, uh, can I help you? I always enjoy players. He just turned 23. He just turned 23. Happy birthday. I always, I, I always enjoy young players who, you know, aren't too big, uh, uh, too full of themselves, aren't, you know, too big to, to be impressed right. when they're around superstars. You, you hear it a lot more in baseball, you know, guys that ask for other guys' autographs or, you know, they go, oh, oh my God, you know, they talk about some, one of the all-star, uh, you know, one of the greats in the game. And they go, I, I was standing right next to, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., and it's a thrill of a lifetime. And it should be. I mean, these are, you know, these are people that you, you know, you grew up kind of idolizing, right? They're sure. young guys. LeBron's been in the league how many years now? Right. Yeah, I mean, when LeBron was was a rookie, Obi was what five, four, yeah, something like that, right? Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, th these guys are your idols, and all of a sudden Crazy. you're, in essence, you're on, you know, in some sense, the same level. In that you're both in the NBA, right? right. You're both at the All Star game, and that's got to be a and it should be a huge. Thrill. You know, you have to put it in perspective. These guys are so young that they were born after grunge was a thing. So I mean, you know, it's just like they're they're babies. They yeah, they're babies. Even these guys that we call old guys in the league, they're still pretty young in the grand scheme yeah. of things. In but I always like life, I always do, pretty young, but always like seeing the you know the kids be impressed. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, it was an interesting um, uh, All Star weekend, it's Sunday day, whatever you want to call it. Was it? I mean, uh, you know what? Could I, you have lived it, without it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I think it was something to do to it. break up the monotony. Uh, I'd rather of, watch. Uh, I'd rather watch Game of Seven off. of the ninety, you know, three Knicks. Bulls, you know, I don't know. It, it wasn't appointment TV, but no, right. You know, if if you didn't have much else to do and you had some good snacks, this is true. You know, it was it, it it wasn't an unenjoyable way to spend the day. And look, it, there were other things you could have done if you needed to run out for half an hour and run some errands or whatever. You could do that and come back and go. Oh my God, I didn't miss. You know, you wouldn't be so distraught because you missed. The mm -hmm. tail end of the dunk contest. Sure. Well, on uh, <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on that note, um, no, on uh, Team Durant too. Uh, uh, we talk about uh, Giannis leading or whatever. But uh, Beal uh, led Team Durant with twenty six points. Yeah. And was it like uh, there was ten players in uh, uh, in double digit uh, scores? Well, it have to be right for three hundred twenty points. You would think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, unless no, one, you know when the 85. highest when the highest score when the highest point total was thirty five, it's not like Giannis scored one hundred and twenty by himself. So yeah, Giannis had uh, eighty nine, and then uh, <laughs> four other guys uh... had forty, and that was it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, in any event, well, it was interesting. Let's put it that way. But 
Um, well, now it's yeah. back to business. Now it's back to business. And uh, speaking of business, before we get into business of any uh, any teams and, and uh, um, game starting tonight, um, you guys see this uh, stuff that's going back and forth between uh, Draymond Green and uh, Charles Barkley? I, mean, no, I haven't going seen back anything too, about but, it, no. Yeah, I'll just throw this up there. Uh, Draymond Green uh, was quoted as saying he he also can't talk basketball. I'm referring to Charles Barkley. Uh, He also can't talk basketball with me either. He's not smart enough. He's not qualified. He has no rings. He can't sit at this table. Which table is that? The table... The, ta- the the table where you're at the kids' table for Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, right? And yeah. Kevin Durant between yeah, you know what? He has no rings. You have no rings either without without Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Kevin. Durant. Wouldn't it be great if you get if he had a time machine? It would just be great to take the whatever Sixers that was that where Barkley was like in his third year right right. before, and just put him up against Draymond Green. Now that would be great. I would yeah. love to see that. I mean, here's yeah. here's a question for you, Draymond. How many league MVPs do you have? Yeah, yeah, you know, you got. What do you got? More than, uh, more than. Barclays? Well, did did Barkley say something? Uh, he's been going that, back and forth, but Draymond started it. Draymond started it. Yeah, Draymond started. Barkley's always been kind of a supporter of Draymond Green. He's always been the guy kind of talking him up a little bit. I mean, you know, Barkley always has something to say, and but um, I, Jesus, I mean. I think Draymond Green is the main reason why I just always wanted the Warriors to lose. I just right. – he's such an annoying asshole. He is. He really, really is. Uh, and it's probably going to – you know. I, I, I was going to go to Subway the other day. Now I'm not. No, so. But you live in New Jersey and you're going to go to Subway for I'm a kidding. sub sandwich. It was a joke. Of course, yeah. I'm not going to Subway for that's a like sandwich. that's like going to Papa John's for a pizza. <laughs> my father would yeah, my father would find out and uh, and like shoot me through the phone or something. Yeah. Uh, well, but, uh, you know, although if, if that were the case, you know, that would be the most damaging of uh, the damage <laughs> that Draymond would do. He, He's messing with the sponsors' livelihood. Exactly. (laughs) Listen, we didn't care what he said when it was making the news and he was feuding with Barkley. But if he's going to affect our sales, then uh, we got to get a hold of this and not nip this in the bud. I I could name about 100, maybe 200 players who don't have rings who would be in the conversation way ahead of any of Draymond Green at any point. Right. Yeah. Right. So. So, it gives well, us something to talk about, though. So it does. It gives us fodder for conversation. That's, that's yeah. That's important. So. Yeah. I mean, I turned on ESPN this morning, and I was just like, "Okay, this is a slow oh, sports day. Super slow." If super they didn't slow. sign Dak Prescott, then there would be nothing to talk about. Yeah, there'll be uh, there'll be uh, interesting things to talk about in football uh, for five minutes, if that. <laughs> in any event, Dak um, signed, and I mean, we all knew it was coming. Come on, but uh, yeah, as far uh, as. Uh, Staying on basketball for a second. Uh, <laughs> the Knicks. I got something to post to you guys. I want. I want your opinion. Uh, there was. There was a couple of things out there. People are making predictions for the second half. Um, and there's five. There's been five predictions for the uh, for the second half. As far as it. As far as the. Uh, uh, as far as the Knicks are concerned, uh, I want your opinion. Uh, first one. They definitely will make another trade. Yes. No. Just your opinion. I mean, I, I hope it's a good one. Uh, if it's just a trade for trade purposes, like if it was up to Thibodeau, I think they'd have more veterans and they'd be getting rid of some of these younger guys. I mean, I think he wants 
a, a more seasoned team. I right. mean, there's been reports of that. He wanted to get rid of RJ Barrett. He wanted to get rid of a, you know, uh, a couple other, you know, he, there was nobody that was, wasn't off the table for him. Sure. I think if the Nick, the Knicks needs to hang on and get an actual legitimate top 25 player in the NBA to fit into what they're building here right. without giving away, you know, maybe their top two or three players. Right. But if the right player comes along and they want RJ Barrett or Obi Toppin or, you know, fill in the blank. I think you have to keep Randall and I, I think you have to keep the nucleus of the, of the rest of the guys. But if somebody wants Kevin Knox in a copy machine for a, a serviceable two, then it's all yours. Oh, of course. Here you go on a platter. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, I think it has to be somebody who fits into this system and who's willing to play some defense. Sure. But the, you know, we all know what the Knicks need. They, they, they need, they need a shooter. They need they need they need a three and D. Yeah, that's what everybody's looking for. Three I don't really think they need any more big men. I don't really think they need another post player. I think they need a, a true two or a one who can score, who can play defense and 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 shoot. Right. And um, if they get that, I think they'll solidify their defense. We, we've talked about the names before that I think are, you know, obviously if if a Bradley Beal is even an option, then pretty much you. You hope you can keep Randall, but anybody else, take him. Right. Uh, if it's if it's Victor Oladipo, who is more of a, a kind of question mark, but I think would the only reason why I like Oladipo is because I think he fits in a Thibodeau system. Then I, I think that works. Who right. else? You know, I mean, there's been talks of what's his name from Chicago. I like him. Levine. I think he's I think he's at the peak of his value right now. I think he's having an incredible year. But like we talked about last week, everybody's numbers are up this year. Mm-hmm. Everybody's numbers are up this year. The scoring is up. They, they, there was something on ESPN the other day, but these scoring averages have not been this high since the seventies. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully it's not another old right guy on his last leg. Who's not going to contribute. And they're going to give up. I think the Knicks, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think they've done a good job of being patient this year. Yeah. I just hope they don't, you know, blow it on, you know, give away three top three players for LaMarcus Aldridge or something, <laughs> you know. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I personally think they're going to make uh, a trade at some point, but uh, it might be an old depot, but um, quick aside, you see what uh, Zach Levine at the, uh, they were interviewing him before the all-star game. And, uh, if I recall, uh, he was asked, uh, what's it going to take to win this game? And his reply was, score more points than the other team. Mm-hmm. I'll throw right into New York. <laughs> yeah. He's an interesting player. I don't know what to think of. Like, if, it, out of, if you were to take him, Bradley Beal, and Victor Oladipo, you know, kind of know what you're getting with Oladipo and Beal. With Levine, you know, can he really – does he fit? Can you picture him on the Knicks? Does he fit in with the system? He's a pretty dynamic player. He's tall. He's big. His shooting has improved incredibly, and he's mm-hmm. he's explosive to the basket. Um, so yeah, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed by any means. Right. But um, I don't know. I, I I think it's more than a one man thing with the Knicks. But they need they need a, a, a three point shooter. You know who can who's who's not going to be a defensive liability. Right. Let's move on to the second one. Uh, the second uh, point. Uh prediction if you will is uh Knox returns to a uh to a regular in the regular rotation 
Yes, silence. <laughs> Kevin Knox is a disappointment. Right. Um, and obviously he's not playing for a reason. Why, if they're going to add players and compete, you know, now for to try to keep the fourth or fifth seed, right. the sixth, seventh, eighth seed in the playoffs, based on what the, if the roster doesn't change, the only way Knox gets more minutes is if, you know, the Knicks deplete themselves of a, of a swing man who, right. uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think he's the worst draft pick they've made since, I don't. I don't know. A while, yeah. yeah I, 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 while. I agree with that. I don't think he's going to return to a, a regular if, rotation. If any other team is is listening, he would be great addition to your awesome team. player. Take him. Yeah, they would fit in a number he'd, of places. Right? He'd fit in. He'd fit in. He'd fit in great in Houston or Washington. Or the Chicago. only reason I could see him maybe getting some more time, and we'll see how the next season goes. I, I think we're in general agreement that they're probably not going to have quite as good a second half as they had a first half. But if they're hoping that maybe they're going to get something out of him, maybe up his stock so he's going to get some additional minutes. And they're still looking to get rid of him, but they're right. going to say, well, maybe we've got to showcase him. Maybe we can Do you know, draw draw some interest. Put him in that a situation be the really... where he's going to succeed. And exactly. To some exactly. Point and, and, so that somebody might you know, end up going, yeah, I, I think he's got something we could do with. That right. would be the only reason I could see him getting any you Send know, him down to the more G minutes or regular play minutes. down there yeah. and uh... – and right. do it from there, but I mean, as anyway. far as uh, as far as making any deals, I don't know. I I think uh, just look at the free agent market, and you know, I, I, in other words, I don't think it's worth taking apart this team unless you're just gonna dump all your. Um, I don't. Think, I don't yeah. think there's much to take apart. I don't think there's much to take apart. The thing with the trade, though, is for any of these guys, is you know, you, all right, you get them, and then you have to re-sign them. Right. Right. So. Unless you get somebody with a, with a long term contract, I think Beal has still has multiple years left on his contract, doesn't he? Beal's the only one that has more than yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. and Levine I mean, has yeah, more than right one there. But if you're if you're going to again, if you're going to uh, uh, give away anyone that's going to help a guy like Bradley Beal, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, you know, then then what? Then you you sell off the house and you got a great player, but no one to support him. As you know, opposed the, the, to you know right. looking at somebody you could sign as a free agent. I, I don't, season. I don't, I don't think they need to get rid of the house. The one thing that that gives me hope with the Knicks that they're making good decisions is I, I think the fact that they didn't jump on a Russell Westbrook, you know, in the beginning of the season tells me that okay, they 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 understand what they have and they're looking for this equation of getting how do we get the most value we possibly can. To, to feel the team. And if you look at some teams right now that have, look at the Lakers. Uh, if you look at, you know, somebody, uh, you know, uh, the Celtics, if you look at, uh, they're a little thin. They don't have the bench that these other teams have. Right. And I think that's what the Knicks realize that, that they, the, three of the four, three of the five Knicks starters would be a great second team. I mean, they'd be dynamic coming off the bench. So, I, I other than Julius Randle, who's having you know his best season as a as a as a pro, and there's a lot of people that are having their best season as a pro numbers wise. R.J. Barrett's kind of a question mark. I like Mitchell Robinson. I like Alfred Payton, but if the Knicks can get a bona fide superstar, I don't care if any of them go. Right, gotcha. Well, we'll see. Uh, point three. 
uh, prediction three was Julius Randle will have a 50-point game. Yes, no. Mm. no uh, we don't have to discuss no. this at length. We could just say I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I, I think he might come close. I don't think he's going to hit 50. I don't think he'll hit 50. Um, right. He might have a upper 40s, mid 40s. But uh, I don't think he'll hit 50. But anyway, that's that one. I I don't know. What's his career? 36 points is his career high, maybe? Something like uh, that? Something like that. I'll have to, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to get our stats guy on it. And, uh, I, don't, I don't think he'll hit 50. I don't either. Wait, we have a stats guy? Not, stats th- guy not this year. Not this year. He'll hit 50 between two, the next two games, maybe. He'll, but uh, yeah, we'll see. i got to check it out. Um, point four was uh, Derek Rose. Oh, he, will... had, he had 45 in 19 against the Trailblazers. Uh, this year? 2019. Oh, in almost 19. two years. In 19. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Almost, uh, uh, almost to the day. He had 45. So he's due. He's due. He's, he's due. due. He's due for a big game. He's due for a big game. Uh, point four was uh, Derek Rose will uh, become the full-time starting point guard. No. Nope. No, I don't think so either. No, he's a crusty old man who can't you know, play the minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, he's, yeah, he's much more valuable to them healthy. And uh, in order for that to remain... You know, well, to... well, and the reason why his numbers look so good is he's playing on, against second units. Right. right. But you're not going to, you know, you don't want to put him out there for that much time. No. I don't know what's the what, what is the point guard going to play thirty six minutes a night or whatever, and he's not yeah. as good as Peyton. And yeah, he, he he won't hold up. So no. he's more he's more valuable <laughs> giving you whatever he's giving you and being healthy than he is right. sitting on the bench with another you know knee operation waiting or whatever. Exactly. And the uh, the fifth prediction is they will make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs. I I I. I... Unless they collapse completely, you know, Pete was saying earlier, they'll have worse. I think they could still be 500, but will a 500 team, which they basically are right now, mm. make it to the playoffs in the East? Might. You might. You know, they have a bunch of games left. And I think if they do, they're going to squeak in in the eighth spot. But if I had to bet on it, I'd say yes, only because I think there's so much inconsistency in the East right now. But I, I think if they get in, they squeak in. Only because I think Miami, you don't know really what they're going to do. Indiana, there's a lot of teams that are just kind of playing under their weight right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I, I, I Yeah, I don't, I don't think they are. I, I think they'll be close to 500. But I, th- I think, I mean, are they going to – I think there are other teams, I agree, that are – well, that are definitely – I definitely agree they're playing kind of um, below where they should be. And I think there's uh, opportunity for them to improve. I don't see the Knicks playing a whole lot better than they kind of have already. I think they're about a 500 team, depending on what moves they make, if any. Well, the, these it are might, the five. Be the, the, that record might be enough, but I just think there's going to be other teams. Well, that are these, gonna... these are the teams that are hovering around 500. Okay, so you have the Celtics and the Knicks, which are two and one game above 500, respectively. You have the Heat, who are at 500. Yep. You have the Hornets, who are one game under, and Toronto, who's two games under. Two games. And you got the Bulls, the Pacers, the Hawks, and the Wizards. So, and the Wizards are six games under. Yeah, the Wizards have a long ways to go. They have a long way to go, but I think of those 
teams, I think the Wizards are better than the Hawks, and I think they're yep. better than the Pacers. Yep. Um, so for the Knicks to drop out of the playoffs, you know, you're really looking at Toronto to to play, have a better second half, Charlotte to have a second better better second half, and one of those other teams, either Chicago, Indiana, Atlanta, or Washington. So that's what makes me hopeful that even if Toronto plays better than the Knicks, even if Charlotte, which I don't think, I think the Knicks are better than Charlotte. Right. If the Heat continue to get better, okay, the Knicks drop down to maybe seventh or eighth. It, it's going to take it's going to take the Bulls or the Pacers or, or the Wizards to really have a heater to win i think the one team i think washington dug themselves a hole i think i the one team that i could see having a better second half than the knicks out of those four is chicago the uh the standings last year for the playoffs uh two teams the seven and eighth place team were sub 500 yeah uh, in the east last year and one the eighth place team in the west and they and they and they and they they're they are right now and in the west they're just they're above they're above yeah yeah i mean Um, no yeah, the, the the Nets were in seventh at uh, 30, uh, 35 and 37 record. Magic were in eighth with a 33 and 40 record. And in the West, Trailblazers were uh, in eighth with a 35 and 39 record. Last year. I mean, the New York media would love to see a Brooklyn Knicks first round at, at playoff <laughs> matchup. That would be I interesting. I mean, you know, the Subway series. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, I mean the, the Nets have like, I think at least what, what's three, the- or, three or four other 40-year-olds are going to pick up along the way. Yeah, what's the playoff yeah. format? Normal. Are they, they're not. All, they're not all seven games, are they? Five, five, seven, seven. All right. Yeah, I think. That, I believe that's right. Yeah. So five, that first, first five, that, that would be a, that would be an exciting three games. Mm-hmm. Next and the next. It would be an exciting three games. I see where <laughs> you went there. Well, listen, if the Nets hold true to form, Les Grant, Cinderella ankle doesn't hold up, and Kyrie has a meltdown. Right. And and, or, or takes and, another week and a half off, and yeah. Uh, and, and if the Nets do play true to form, they're perfectly capable of playing, you know, kind of down to the competition. Down to the competition, or, and all of a sudden, it, and it goes to one. Game Five. It, well, it goes, well, well, I'm just saying, it, it goes to, to Game, game Five, and, and and they're like, you know, like they're in the second half of Game Five, and they're like, what are we doing? Oh my God! Yeah, oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would be yeah. that won't happen. But, probably don't, don't even say that because that could happen. No, right, right. you know, and, and look, uh, the Sixers are playing good ball. I don't think it's a given that the Nets are going to automatically win that top seed. I mean, they should. Uh, it could be Milwaukee. Milwaukee could be sitting at the top of that. So he, I think the, the East is interesting. That's true. Well, we're going to see – I guess we're going to see uh, a Celtics team with Marcus Smart back against Brooklyn tomorrow night, I believe. So, And I I think the Celtics are going to have a better second half. So that'll, I mean, it's, that'll I mean be there's there's no team that's underperformed as much as 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 the Celtics have. Right, right, they're, right. They're just yeah. You know, people talk about the Nuggets, but I mean, the Nuggets are six games over five hundred. They've won twenty one games, and they're six games back of the Jazz. So, it's, uh, right. I think this. I think that. I think if you're going to give out, you know, mid season coach of the year awards, you got to look at Utah, Philly, and and Phoenix right now. I mean, Phoenix yeah. has won 24 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 8-2 um, in their last 10. There's a, there was a report out uh, today. Um, it said first half winners, uh, among the first half winners, um, LeBron, uh, Jokic, and the Knicks headline the first half winners. 
Um, and I mean, look, the Knicks are definitely a, a surprise. Story. Well, it's it's surprise, right? Because nobody expected much. But uh, and then among the uh, headlining the losers, the biggest losers of the first half would be the Celtics and the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, but the well, Rockets because they lost <laughs> their best player. Yeah. Right. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, Phoenix is only Utah is better in conference. Mm-hmm. And that's kind. Of, I mean, Utah's twelve and five, and <laughs> Phoenix is fifteen and seven. Bless you. And Phoenix is uh, twelve and six on, at home and twelve and five on the road. So, yeah. I said it last year. People laughed at me. I said, well, yeah. "Look, just watch out for the Suns. They they they've got a they're again they're a good team. They're uh, they're they're not bad defensively. They're one of the best teams defensively in the West. Them and they're actually the the best team in the West defensively. Well." And the Lakers, right. but yeah, um, yeah, and it's and that just said too. Also, uh, in the same article, it says also the Jazz and the Suns uh, love where they're at, while the Hawks and the Wolves are the biggest flops. Yeah, I don't know about Atlanta. Did anybody really? I mean, did anybody expect anything from Minnesota? I didn't. No. Uh, I didn't expect anything from Atlanta either. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I, I think I, Atlanta I, I, had more upside I, or was considered to have more upside. They just fired their not. coach. Right, right. So. Yeah, I think they're a talented Dominique team that just haven't, haven't come together. So, Right. So. Well, they might have, yeah, a, better, you they know, might have they, a better second half. They have, they have a lot of guys who it doesn't seem like it gels very well. I mean, you got Bogdanovich, you got Capella, and – uh, yeah, that's Galadari what I mean. They're, and DeAndre Hunter, and you look Cam at that team right and you go, they really should be a little bit better than they are. So they could they could be a team that's going to move up and take a playoff spot. Or are they going to be a team where you're going to start to see guys like Rondo and you know Clint Capella and Bogdanovich get traded? You know, I think that might be a possibility too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. All right, um, let's talk about the Nets for a minute. Um, because I know uh, Pete would want to. Um, what do you think of uh, Blake Griffin? Not as a person, just coming to the Nets. So. He was great on Broad City. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard something today. Blake Griffin hasn't dunked the basketball in a game in two years. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I heard that last week, too. I mean... <sighs> the Nets needed defense. So they went out and signed Blake Griffin. Yeah. Well, so the, so what I heard from people is, is his defense has definitely improved, okay. and he has changed his game accordingly. Now, is he obviously he gives you a veteran player for the playoffs where he can come in, yeah. and fill that center role role when they go small. I think is, he's going to be a 15, fifteen to eighteen minute a game guy, yeah. and he's going to give you you know six and five. Right. He's not as and, good as he was, only in a different way, obviously. No, but he I mean, he's, shoot, he's shooting the ball more, and he can yeah. he can be one of these guys who, you know, hey, I left him open, and he can hit a three. Well, that's that's yeah. what they're hoping. That's what they're yeah. hoping for. You know, he's out there on the court; they're covering everybody else, so he's open. So he's he's, yeah. he's well. And as I said last week, I think he was pretty disinterested the last couple seasons in Detroit, and coming to a situation where now he's got a shot at a title can bring a little rejuvenation. There you go. There you go. He's not going to crack uh, the starting lineup or anything, but they didn't get him for that. So right, he said that uh, he said that he picked the Nets over the Warriors, uh, the Heat, and the Trailblazers, um, and apparently the Lakers and the Celtics were also inquiring about him. Yeah, uh, I heard there were six teams that were very interested in him. Well, that would be the Warriors, the Heat, the Blazers, the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Nets. Yeah, 
and the Nets won. So, but I can't um, believe he picked the Nets. That's a uh, he's, that he's that, why would they do something like going that? out on a limb odd, there? Odd, you know yeah. I mean, why? I mean, just you don't know what goes through these kids' minds. You know, I just uh... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he wasn't really the the upside player. I think that that, that a team like Miami really needs to kind of. I mean, he's averaging twelve and five as a starter in Detroit. You know, I mean, his best year was three years ago when he with 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 the Pistons. You know, where he averaged almost twenty five points a game. So uh, he's, yeah, I, I I feel indifferent. I think he makes him a little better. Right. They didn't give up anybody really for him, so it, it gives them depth, and that's what they needed. They needed depth. That's what they need. Depth and a little little more defensive presence. There which is. is odd to say Blake Griffin, but again, he's not the same Blake Griffin. He's not. He's not. Who was the who was the guy who played for the Trailblazers for years and then always led the league in technical fouls? And then all of a sudden he becomes this guy who can't jump anymore and then becomes like this incredibly oh, yeah. value incredibly valuable role player. That's who that's who I think Blake Griffin could be, but do it in a lot more quiet way. Uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I can't think of it. Either. Doesn't. I, I know you're talking about, but I can't. Yeah, he could yeah. shoot a three. He went. He went from being this kind of dynamic rim player to being able to play defense and and occasionally hit a big three. So you're looking. You checking? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, while you guys both do that, I'm just going to play for the Knicks. I think. Did he? I think he was on that Knicks team that uh, lost. <laughs> well, the, the last Knicks team that made it to the playoffs um, in 2012. Yeah. Well, Mello, yeah. Jeremy Lin. Yeah, well, Jeremy Lin wasn't really part of it. The, that was the next year with Lin Sanity, but yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, what the hell is his name? This is gonna. Bug the shit out of me. Yeah, I know. I, I could yeah. see him too. He always he wore a headband. And he, he was from Brooklyn. Yeah, he was from Brooklyn. I think. Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. There Rasheed you go. Wallace. Yeah, always complaining to the refs and getting technicals. Yeah, but I mean, not too. I mean, personalities night and day. But that's who I could see Blake Griffin kind of being. You know. Yeah. Reinventing himself and 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 I'm just being a good role player and a and a guy who you know can help can help you. That's for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, one last thing before we uh, move on to our top ten list. Uh, this popped up um, one of my yeah, feeds. 2012. He was on the Knicks. 2012. Yeah, this popped up in one of my uh, feeds today. Um, there was a couple of people that said that right now they're they're saying that in their minds right now Julius Randall is is better right now. Julius Randall is better than Zion. Zion's, Zion's a little bit of a one-dimensional player, but that one dimension is frightening. Yeah, yeah. frightening. Um, I think I think they're probably right. I mean, in a in a, in a team format, um, I think Randall's game is much more developed. Yeah, right. he has he's a better shooter than Zion. Right. Zion's a guy who he reminds me of a lot of different players, but he, he kind of reminds me of Sean Kemp. Or, you know, a little bit like Barkley, especially early in Barkley's career, or, you know, fill in the blank. Who are all these other guys who are just these huge guys who are dominant in the paint? Um, It seems like when he wants to, he can score whenever he wants. 
the the thing is is that when it comes to playoff basketball, I, I don't think and he might you might not see him in the playoffs, but I don't think his game um translates right now into playoff basketball. But if you're if you're if you're if you're picking somebody to build a team around, then you know, I think you'd be dumb to pick Randall over Zion. The, the other question mark with Zion is how durable is he? That's you know, the real that's every, the real question for me. Hopefully, time, he's more, hopefully he's more durable than his sneakers back in. Uh, yeah, well, every time yeah. I see him, I still think he needs to to to, to change his body type. He's just too f- damn big for to, for him to go. And he's so young. How old is Zion? 20, 21? He was, yeah. uh, he's, like, he's, he's probably twenty one. Yeah. I think he's twenty. So you know, he's. I mean, the, he, again, he his numbers are great, but. He's not really leading his team to a lot of wins. He's twenty. Yeah. He's twenty years old, and he's going to have to be twenty-one in. Uh, he'll be twenty-one in July. He's going to have to change his game as he gets older, right. you know, because that even the the staunchest body is going to give out when you're that big and that much. Uh, well, he has to. He out. has to. He has to learn to 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 be able to catch and shoot. Yeah. You know, he's not really a. He can shoot and he can create his own shot, and we know what he can do around the rim, but. He's not really a catch and shoot guy right now, and but he's twenty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he is a, f- a freak of nature. I mean, he is a, he is amazing. He is he, he is just incredible. You know, they have him listed at two what two two eighty four two eighty four on guy. Yeah. This I, I think yeah. he's bigger. Than, I think he's bigger than that. This is. It yeah, just, I, I I thought he was tall. It says this. He's only six he's only seven. Six seven. Yeah, he's only no, no. That's a, he 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 looks like he's six seven. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway, but, uh, anyway, he's, no, he's, he's you get, this this whole New York media love of Julius Randle. I mean, Julius Randle's a good. It, player. They're having a love affair with him you, right you're now. You're not going to win. You're not. He's a he's a good second player. You know, if you can get. You got, you got your Beal, star, and then you got, yeah, you got Julius Randle right. would be fantastic. Right. As long exactly. as he can learn that he's going to have seven less touches a game and he's going to have to rebound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to win a championship? Play basketball. There you go. All right. So let, maybe we should move on to our top 10. Uh, top 10 <laughs> of uh, today. What do you Is think? it just 10? It's just 10. It's just wow. 10. I swear. I swear. Incredible. It's so rare top, that we have an actual top 10 list. Are we ever going to do the top 10 10s of all time? Top 10 10s. There I you think go. we need another couple of years in the books to do our best. To do our top best 10 top 10, 10 list. Exactly. Well, I'm well, just talking top 10 10s. Like, yeah. you know. I understand oh. what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's uh, top 10, this week's top 10 list is top 10 basketball movies of all time. With the all-star break, we figured we'd change it up and do some, do some movies. That's right. Um, we'll, uh, uh, in true Logger Room Sports Podcast fashion, we have 15 top 10s <laughs> for you today. <laughs> the way we vote, the way the numbers work, it just popped up that way. So uh, we're going to change the format up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to read everything, and then we're all t- we'll all talk. I'll, uh, I'll read them off one by one. Uh, top 10 basketball movies of all time. Here we go. 10B. We'll start with 10B. 
10B. It's not 10Q, so we're not like that. So. Yeah, it's 10B. not like we have nine and then you know <laughs> and six number six tens. Six number tens, right. We've got two number tens and two number nines. And... We got, now we got two number tens, three number nines. Three number nines, all right. And then there's two number sevens and two number fives. Everything else is a single. We're going to have so. to start flipping some coins. <laughs> I think we'll have to do that at some point. Or, or just go to 20. Or just go to 20, yeah, exactly. But then we'll wind up having 30 top 20s. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and, a, and a four and a half hour show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so today we'll start with 10B. 10B is Teen Wolf. That's right, Teen Wolf. I'll throw the picture <laughs> up there. Uh, there's uh, there's the actor in the uh, in the uh, uh, wolf costume pretending to be uh, Michael J. Fox. But uh, Teen Wolf came out in 1985, and it starred Michael J. Fox. And there you go. Um, with the new format, uh, either of you have anything to say about Teen Wolf? No. no. I, I I almost didn't put this movie on the list, but it's just a good movie. It's one of those things when it's on and you're clicking and you come across it, there's always a, a scene or two that you want to see. It, it is. It's a, it it's is. a fun movie. It's dumb. And it's, you know, Michael J. Fox in his, yeah, you know, exactly. uh, uh, shaky voice, you know, teenage best. Right. It's just a good movie. Is it great? No. Mm, I don't know. But it's fun to watch. It's a fun movie. It's a it's a cute movie. There you go. So number ten B, Teen Wolf. We'll move on to number ten A is Love and Basketball. There it is, right there. Came out in two thousand and stars Omar Epps. And the better part of that duo. <laughs> and the better part, yeah. Anna Chatham, yeah. Anna Chatham, yeah. I never saw um, this. It's got a lot of press, though. It was pretty high up on a lot of lists. It's actually, it's actually. I have to admit, it was a good movie. It was a it, good film. It, it, I mean, it's a little predictable, but it's it's good. The, it, it's because there's two good actors in it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Titles kind of new. Omar Epps has been in a, a number of uh, sports related movies. So this was uh, this was. She's just, she's great. She's she is. Uh, she is. Yeah. Um, and there you go. Number ten A. Love and basketball. We'll move on to number nine C. <laughs> Nine C, folks. One on one. Um, there he is, right there. Uh, it uh, came out in 1979. Starred Robbie Benson. There he is, right there. Uh, and he, who, whoever thought, hey, we're going to make Robbie Benson, Benson a basketball player? Exactly. Exactly. So, who had this on their list? Did I? Have I this think on that's their list? that's what makes this a good movie. Is they kind of pulled it off because he's eminently hateable, right? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing about Robbie Benson that anyone should like. No. But I mean, uh, this he was, was very... he, he was almost Teen Wolf. He was, yeah, he was almost Teen Wolf. This, Literally, he was know. almost Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this was an engaging uh, movie. You know, it was an interesting movie. had had uh, had interesting moments in it too. That um, you know, had uh, interesting moments, and yeah. you know, was very satisfying when mm-hmm. it, it. You know, you knew it was going to work out okay right. in the end. But it, there's a lot of movies where I really don't want it to work out okay. Where right. I think the movie would be better if everything didn't happen perfectly, right. but in this one it was very satisfying. When of course he ultimately triumphs, right. and you know, sure. and it's got one of the you know the, the red hot poker uh, yeah, line exactly. is one of the great lines in movie history. Exactly, all the way up. I can all play anywhere. All the way up. Exactly. Number nine C one on one. That brings us to number nine B. Is the fish that saved Pittsburgh? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. The fish that saved Pittsburgh uh, came out in 1979 as well, and uh, all-star cast led by uh, a lot of uh, basketball uh, 
Great. Uh, Dr. J is in this movie. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Metal Lark Lemon is in this movie. And uh, and we just mentioned, I don't know why we mentioned it last week, but Flip Wilson is in this movie, too. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get, look. Anytime, you get Metal any, Luck Lemon and Flip Wilson in the same movie. Yeah, I mean, Flip Wilson cold. or, uh, you know, Mr. Furley is in a movie. And sure. You gotta, uh, and R- Rizzo, uh, Stalker Channing, Rizzo from Greece. Who's, who's great, yeah. yeah so. um, any, uh, any chatter on this one? Silence. I just yeah. remember it being, as a kid, I remember it being, you know, Oh wow, there's a movie about basketball, and oh yeah, Dr. J's in it, and Kareem, and yeah. uh, I haven't seen it since. I'll be honest, but yeah. it was a pretty good movie. It's it was, a good movie. It's a good. It's movie. It, it, it's. I think it attempted to be a slightly nicer version of you know, Slapshot, only in basketball form. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. slightly. Yeah. It, was, it was an interesting <laughs> concept, right? Because it wasn't about great players coming together. Or a guy who was an underachiever who, you know, finally figures it out and, you know, becomes the superstar. It was just, it was totally uh, like the, who was the little kid who makes his speech, right? It's that psychic connection. Right. And they weren't because even an NBA team. Like, I don't want to say like a minor league team or something like that. Well, yeah. I don't want to spoil, I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but they're all yeah. Pisces. That's right. Yeah. Pisces is the fish. Uh, you yeah. know, and that's what made them great. And that was right. such an odd concept. It and not really something, weird, but... you know, you just kind of had to suspend your disbelief and go, okay, so astrology, they're... and that opening scene, that first tip-off in their first game together, where, you know, they, the guy hits the ball with his hands and they get this basket almost by, you know, by ac- by accident, by, you know, astrological uh, luck. Uh, help, right, luck, help. and right. and uh, and the whole thing kind of comes together in that moment. It was a, For me, it was a, just a great moment in Great, great cast. Debbie Allen, Harry Shear, yeah, Marv Albert, and Chick Hearn as themselves. Yeah, uh, yeah it was, it, I think yeah, Jerry Tarkanian was in it. Kareem, yeah, Norm Nixon, yeah, Spencer Haywood, Lonnie Shelton. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and I mean, it was, came out what 70, 79. 79. So yeah, you know, that was kind of. Uh, I would watch if if, if this go and if this was on television, I would watch this over Teen Wolf or anything with Robbie Benson. (laughs) You know what? I would too. I would too. Yeah. Well, Uh, right. Yeah. Because I don't think any of us have seen it for a long time. Right. I'd watch this over the garbage picking, field goal kicking. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on the time of year. You know, I'd right watch, now it watch it. Yeah, it's a good back to back. It's a good Sunday morning, you know, back to back. There you go. There you go. It's a, it's a two, two, two for uh, two for Sunday matin and double matin. That's a good way to make sure the children never hang out with me again. <laughs> Boys, we're going to watch a couple of movies. That's right. Sit down. <laughs> Do go. this with me and you're off the hook for the rest of your lives. Exactly. You don't have to hang out with me. Don't have to come visit me in the home. You're going to stick me in later. Just watch these two films. That's it. So, number 9B, The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. That brings us to number 9A is Coach Carter. Coach Carter. There it is right there. It came out in uh, 2005 and starred uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Channing Tatum. And look uh, how big he... everyone's shorts are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that's a 2000s movie, not a 1970s yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shorts have literally tripled in length. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, those are skirts. <laughs> skirts. They're, they're, they're pants from the sixties. They would. They're that sports. would be. That would be long in Amish country. 
I believe those are uh, styled after the women's fashion item known as the skort. The skort. Yeah, there it is again. Right. There. Yeah. <laughs> it's, crazy. it's a skirt disguised it, or shorts disguised dis- disguise as a skirt. Skirt, right, exactly. Oh, that's funny. Anyway. All right, number <laughs> 9A, Coach Carter. That brings us to number 8. Uh, it, there's no A or B for 8. So 8 is on its own, and that would be The Way Back. Uh, that just came out. It's the newest movie of anyone on this list. Just it's came out last ben year. Affleck with vehicle, ben yeah. Affleck, starring Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this one either, but Ben, ben Affleck, the new, the new Robbie Benson. Ben Affleck is the new Robbie Benson. Uh, Nothing says <laughs> coach looking for redemption like Ben Affleck. Ben, right. I, I, exactly. Right. I mean, just look. Yeah. yeah. Just you could tell. You know, right there. Uh, but uh, there. But you now, know. is this a movie? Is this one of his movies, or is this a movie that he was just in? Do we know? I don't think he he just started it. Yeah, he just oh, started okay. it. Because yeah. he's you know he's made some. I don't know uh, if you've seen uh, Reindeer Games was a very interesting movie. The one where he was a mobster in Boston. Geely. Uh, no, Geely was a piece of shit. But uh, he's made some <laughs> the accountant. Uh, where he's like a hitman who's also yeah a genius that, one, that one that was, was a, I think awarded a bunch of uh, was up yeah that was awards. a good that was a pretty good movie he's done some nice work you know mm-hmm. the town actually uh, yeah, the town, pretty, yeah I actually like the town yeah that was yeah that was I, don't, I don't have an issue with with, with uh, Ben's listen it's, it's taken him some time to get over the goodwill hunting stories and the reputation that went along sure. with that i'm know? not really gonna feel sorry for him though you know I mean no he's, I'm, not, he's, he's, I'm not I'm not saying it should but... run along the way. Exactly. Well, he's, and, he's you know, if nothing nice else, words. if nothing else, uh, how do you like them apples came out of that movie? So I mean, always, always got that yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, so. that's true. Uh, number eight, the way back. Moving on to number seven B, Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester. Uh, it was from the year two thousand and starred Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Probably this is like Goodwill Hunting with basketball. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. As a matter of fact, um, good, good movie. Good yeah, movie. Sean Connery has a wicked hook shot in this film. <laughs> he really does. He, his layup is, is amazing as well. <laughs> the Scottish skyhook. I've never seen the pick and roll done as well as as he was in the Scottish skyhook. Is that what you just said? He just wandered around the basketball court going, "Where's Catherine Zeta Jones?" <laughs> I gotta love it. Seven uh, B. Finding Forrester. All right. 7A, Above the Rim. Absolutely. Above the Rim. Folks, there it is right there. Above the Rim was definitely above average. It was. Uh, came out in 1994 and starred Tupac Shakur, Bernie Mac, and Marlon Wayans. Uh, film in, uh, you know, about a local... Uh, uh, it's an interesting movie. Let's put it that way. Uh, and it was, I think it was, a film, well, it was a film in New York, but... Look at that guy in the back. You know he's about to get dunked on. I right, definitely. <laughs> I on set by accident. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was the UPS driver, and he just <laughs> was watching. He's, he's got the package in his hand. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> is this supposed but, to go? This, this had a lot of great action, right? This is like a. This is the most basketball basketball movie. Yeah, yeah. there's probably how many dunks would you say? Or uh, you can't count them. There's you literally so many freaking dunks in this movie. It's insane. <laughs> If you so, tried to you know, count them, you'll lose count. There we go. It's number seven. A has the most dunks. There you go. And it's a pretty good film. It is. It is. There you go. Number seven. A above the rim. That brings us to number six. Number six is Rebound, the legend of Earl the Goat Manigault. 
And there's the picture right there. Best one I could find, actually. So Don <laughs> Cheadle. Deal with it. Don Cheadle, James Earl Jones, and Michael Eric LaSalle Beach, and Forrest Whitaker. Eric LaSalle, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, who else? Um, and, uh, Kareem uh, was in this movie, too. Um, and uh, James Earl Jones. And uh, Ronnie Cox, too. Uh, the uh, Oh, yeah. Was in this as well. Um, well, I mean, in, we all came out in 96. So. We all kind of know the story of Earl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but LaSalle, LaSalle directed this. Eric LaSalle directed it. Yeah. Yeah, that was in his, his hot period. Yeah. He was, right uh, after, right was, after ER. Right after ER and way, way after he uh, let his soul glow in coming to America. And it's nothing like picking a five foot six guy to play the star of the basketball film. Yeah. So, exactly. But, you know, Don Cheadle, Denver boy. But uh I, I, I kinda like this film. Although it's 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 it was horribly promoted. I just feel like it, no one knew about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think maybe they thought there was gonna be more inside basketball talk about it or something, but I mean, Well it was an know. HBO film, right? It was, yeah, it, was it wasn't a, even yeah. in the movie theater. It wasn't so. in the theaters. Yeah, it was a. And I mean, film. you could, I guess, ultimately, it's kind of a feel-good story, but it's also kind of not a feel-good story because you're sort of looking at a guy who maybe could have. Oh, well, Kareem says he's the greatest player he's ever seen. Sure. And he's not the only guy who ever said that. Right. But he, you know, didn't follow through and had problems with drugs and you know, eventually sort of redeemed himself and did a lot of work in the community, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't really get as much press in the film as it should. But ultimately, you know, not as much of a feel-good movie as uh, as some no, of the other. No. You know, it certainly wasn't a Hollywood style. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, so. more. I mean, you know, it was, it was kind of an ode, kind of a tribute. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't a glowing, everything's great, and, you know, kind of a... there's the shot with the sun... You know, behind him, everything's looking perfect. It was kind of a raw look at what happens if you take drugs, exactly. ruin your ruin, you know, your potential c- career in the NBA. Exactly. So, there you go. Number six, rebound the legend of Earl the Goat Manigault. So let's move on to number five B. Number five B is Basketball Diaries. There's right there. Basketball Diaries uh, came out in 1995 and starred Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark, Marky Mark Wahlberg. Look at Leonardo DiCaprio, man. Yeah. And uh, Lorraine Bracco was in this, too. Uh, yeah. But um, Well, a great book by a great writer and the guy who I, I've always liked, and Jim Carroll, who most people, he's a musician and a writer and, uh, you know, a dark film, but at the time, really kind of an interesting take on uh, – on, what was going on in New York in the seventies, you know? Sure. And, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, a, gr- a great book. And I thought it was done fairly well, um, as a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I they, think it holds up well as a film. Yeah. And, and I it think does. they worked pretty hard to try and kind of actually portray what the book was about. You know, Carol, I, my first exposure to him was through the music Right, and I can tell you right now, Catholic Boy the album is downloaded on this phone and has been for years. It's yeah. one of my all-time favorite albums. Um, but you know, he was kind of known as a poet, and of course, as a he's kind of a spoken addict. word music, yeah. musician, and, and of course, as a heroin addict as well. And right. um, but I, I think this film kind of showed that he was more than that. You know, this is a guy who 
had a love of basketball. He's a great, great writer. Yeah. You know, he wasn't just some kid who started shooting up at age 13 and never did anything with his life, you know. Uh, Good film. Good film. Good performance by Leo. It was good. It was good. There you go. Number 5B, Basketball Diaries. All right, we'll move on to 5A. 5A is none other than semi-pro. Yeah. Wearing the jersey (laughs) from it today. (laughs) I mean, it's just so good. It's just, uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, look at it. It's just, if you Um, just, this is one of those things where if you just look at Will Ferrell, you laugh. And, (laughs) like, if I was to, if you were to pick one person to portray an ABA uh, you know, or whatever this is supposed to be, uh, a player. It's supposed to be the ABA. Yeah. yeah. Then you immediately think of <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> of course. You just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. And he, uh, and, you know, and he, and he owned the team too. And, and just the recording na- star with the song Love Me Sexy. The and, you know, name of the team, <laughs> the name of the team alone, it's Flint, Michigan. And the name of the team it's, is the, the Tropics. Tropics. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and, and, you know, I mean, it maybe even holds more weight now because uh, for horrible reasons, Flint has been in the, in the, in the, you know, the news so yeah. much, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It it's a, out, it's a really funny movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's came out, in, came out in 08. Stars, uh, stars Will Ferrell, Woody Harrelson and Maura Tierney too. Wow. Is it really that old? Wow. Yeah. It's 12, it's 13 years old this year. Yeah. yeah. yeah listen, there's, there's a place for movies like these, right? And and you know just silly, have fun, ridiculous, the outrageous characters, right? And if they're done well, they're hilarious and brilliant, and they make you want to watch them again Absolutely. and again. Just and this is definitely done well. It is, it is. And this is a just so you're aware, you can't see the number. This is a Jackie Moon jersey. So well, of course, <laughs> be sacrilege if you had absolutely anyone else's. Hey, Andre three thousand was in this. Andre 3000, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, he was. right. yeah. Will Arnett. Was Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, David Ketcher, who is in every one. I mean, yeah, he's just, yeah, perfect. Yeah, this is, I got to watch this. Yeah. I, I gotta, yeah, I, 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 after doing this list, I was like, I got to put this on later. I got to watch this again. Yeah. So, but uh, there you go. Number 5A, semi-pro. And right into another one. Uh, number four, white men can't jump. Uh, and here's the... Uh, Screenshot of that. Uh, this one came out in 92 and also stars Woody Harrelson uh, and Wesley Snipes and Rosie Perez in this one as well. Um, yeah, uh, this was, uh, you know what? You, you, you start to think that Woody Harrelson kind of knows how to play basketball, uh, at least fake it. I don't, I don't know. Did this movie, <laughs> of all these movies, did this have the worst or least realistic basketball action of any of them? Uh, I feel like it was Jungle Fever on a basketball. Court. It was. It's. It was I mean, very, it was very similar. You know. Yeah. To me, it was you know? very choreographed, and you know what, some Hollywood guy thought basketball should look like on this. Right. You know, the the mean streets. I just never. I don't know. Just never really bought that these guys were, were really playing it. They were acting like they were great players and doing a good job. Sure. But I don't know. It just it never looked real to me. But that doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean it wasn't a great film because it is. I think no. they should remake it and let Woody Allen direct it. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> that would be interesting. An interesting take on that one. Well, there you go. Number four, white men can't jump. That brings us to number three. Number three is Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams, folks. There it is right there. It's the cover for it. 
Uh, Hoop Dreams uh, documentary film came out in 1994. Yeah, I remember uh, watching this when it came out. It was a it was a really good documentary. Absolutely, Arthur A. G. and William Gates. Uh, great. It was a great documentary. It really was. Um, and it it apparently didn't start out uh, as a documentary on uh, Arthur A. G. and William Gates. The apparently started out as a PBS. They it was sure. PBS, and they wanted to uh, they wanted to document uh, the basketball scene in West Chicago. Right. Uh, and then they hooked up with uh, Arthur Agee to you know bring him around and everything else. He was a you know kid or young, and um, and William Gates, and it, it became a story about them and and what they went through, and and they they used their story and it just took it from there. But it didn't it it morphed into that from uh, from what it originally was supposed to be. But still, very very good film. Yeah, and and you know it, it holds up. I mean, for as localized as it was, and of course now it's. 2014, 14, 27 years old. 27 years old, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, how about that? Look at nice. that. Nice. <laughs> Math. Um, uh, it still holds up. It's still an incredibly engaging story, to me anyway. I think I saw it maybe about a year and a half or two years ago. It, it doesn't... I mean, it's interesting to look at the times and the fashion and all that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, but it doesn't seem dated. Like this, you know, the story that it tells is this could be the same story that's could happening be today. Today, be today, right. Somewhere sure. else. And, <laughs> you know, that kind of, you know, one kid makes it and one sort of doesn't, or, you know, right. they, they go different yeah, paths. It's a long, it's, I remember it being a fairly long film, isn't it? Almost three hours long or something. Like that. It's pretty yeah. long. Yeah. Pretty uh, long. Good film go. though. Yeah. Good. Very good. Well done. Number three, Hoop Dreams. That brings us to number two. Number two is He Got Game. There's the uh, shot right there of Denzel. Came out in 1998, Spike Lee film starring Denzel Washington. Um, Denzel was a little older then. but uh, Yeah. Hey, pulled it off. It was a good movie. And Ray Allen. Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Ray Allen. Yep, Ray Allen was in the movie too. Um, yeah, pretty pretty damn good movie. Nothing yeah, I, I thought it was. I think it was. I, I think, yeah. I mean, I had it pretty high up on my list. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big Spike Lee guy, though. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was my, one of his better joints, and Alan did a great job. And I think that's kind of when, obviously, Alan, you know, made his mark as a player. But you know, we started to find out things about him, and continue to find out things about him. You know, like he right. negotiated his own contracts and. You know, he never used an agent and sure. um, had some acting chops as well. So we kind of went, oh, there's more to this guy than just a basketball player. And there were a lot of uh, cameos by NBA players, if I remember correctly, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the bigger names. I mean, Spike was definitely calling in some favors. <laughs> this is definitely true. And there you go. Number two, He Got Game. And that brings us to our number one movie of basketball movie of all time. Space Jam. Be... Oh no, sorry. <laughs> Space Jam. Yes, Space Jam. Uh, no, that would be uh, that would be Hoosiers. Is that one B? One B is Space Jam. Space Jam is one B. Space Jam is seventeen C. Wow, I, I wouldn't have gone as high as seventeen. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, twenty eight D. Twenty eight D. Exactly. Twenty eight double D. Um, Space Jam. Hoosiers, yeah. folks, not Space Jam. Hoosiers. Oh, okay. There you go. Is Space Hoosiers. Jam better than Cornbread Earl and Me? Uh, it's a toss-up. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, as far as Hoosiers go, Hoosiers came out in 1986 starring Gene Hackman. Uh, the um, uniforms were, the, the, those jackets right there, those pullovers, they were nice and shiny. That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, this this is, it's it's the preeminent basketball movie, right? Uh, it's got to be. I think we were all in, in unanimous uh, uh, decision on this. It was, uh, it was the number one uh, across the board with the three of us. Um, but yeah, it, it's you, you can't you can't say enough about it. But just just a good solid basketball movie. If you never watch it, if you've never watched it, go out and watch it. Yeah, uh, or stay in and watch it. It's got everything. <laughs> it's got great basketball action. It's got the underdog. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, you know the, the redemption story, right? Sure, absolutely. Uh, it's, you know, it's got the kind of that undertone of um, you know when uh, what's her name. Uh, um, Margaret Fleener is talking about, you know, I, I don't want these kids to, you know, 17, 18 years old to be the, what they talk about as the best part of their lives, you know, for the rest of their lives. Right. So you have a lot of these themes kind of, uh, kind of flowing through the movie and, you know, based on a true story. Sure. So, you know, you can sort of, uh, you know, they, they took some license with it as well, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, quote unquote made up. So, no, no, not at all. This is a great flick. It is. It is. So there you go. Uh, number one basketball movie of all time on our list, anyway. Hoosiers. There you go. And that is our top ten list, and uh, went went pretty smoothly tonight, I'd say. You know. I um, like it. I think this is top, top fifteen. I think this top. is on a top ten formats. I think it's of top it's ten good. lists that we have it's used good. on this program. I think it's the new format of the two the formats we've used. I think. This one will work best. This one's I think they're both in the top ten. I think they're both they're both in the top ten. Absolutely. Yeah, barely. I'd even put them in the top two. That's right. Okay. There you go. But in any event. Well, top next 10. week we should just try out the all we all yell out at the same time. And just everything. Like. Just name them all yeah. and then move on. That's just everybody sure. talks at the same time. <laughs> you take your three or four, I take my four, you take your three. And we just exactly. boom, 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 run through them. The segment lasts maybe three and a half minutes. And I think I think we could be done in fifteen minutes now, and I'd be really excited. Well, it's pretty. It's it. It's under a half an hour now. It's only twenty something minutes right now. So Listen, Harry, and we did fifteen, by the way, not ten, fifteen. So your dream of having this be, you know, a semi-professional type of thing, it's not going to happen. <laughs> We're getting close. We're getting close. We're we are getting closer. a little closer, though. We're yeah. getting a little closer. So there you go. Well, come. Why don't you guys listen to my four-hour podcast? <laughs> Come on. Hey, Joe Rogan does a four-hour podcast. If Joe yeah. Rogan can do a four-hour podcast, we can do a four-hour podcast. That's yeah. right. If we could have the drugs that Joe Rogan has, then I would def- <laughs> I would love to do a four-hour That's podcast. Right. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, that'll bring us to this week's segment of Old Balls. Old Balls. Harry, why don't you tell us who this week's Old Balls recipient is? Not technically a movie, but when we're talking about things that were dramas that were based on basketball, I can only think of one recipient that's deserving of this week's old balls and that is the tv show the white shadow i agree it you know this was actually a really well critically acclaimed tv show that when you think about it dealt with a lot of pretty deep issues especially for a show that i believe was on network television it was on network it, it came out in uh what uh 78 78 77 78 somewhere in yeah there. and ran through uh 1981 it was a, a show about ken howard who plays ken reeves a, 
a white professional basketball player who, due to a knee injury, has to retire from the Bulls and becomes uh, the head coach of the fictional Carver High School, which was uh, located in South Central Los Angeles. I remember as a kid, this, this just being a great show. I mean, it, it was really well acted. It seemed realistic, especially a lot of the basketball. And it starred, uh, you know, Ken Howard played Coach Ken Reeves. You had just a great cast of young kids playing characters such as Warren Coolidge and Morris Thorpe, Mario Salami Petrino, <laughs> James Hollywood Hayward, Nathan Cook played Milton Reese, Curtis C.J. Jackson, Richard Gogo Gomez, Abner Goldstein. Gotta, you know, it's yeah. gotta, you gotta have every everybody every, represented. Every ethnicity has to be represented. Yeah, That's I mean. Right. It, it was just a good show. I, and, I, and I've seen it, you know, mostly on YouTube lately and it holds up. It's just, it's great. I, I sort of, it was, it was like welcome back Cotter, but more serious and on a basketball. It court. definitely does have welcome back Cotter overtones to it. Yeah. And I thought Ken Howard was, was kind of pretty good in this and uh, it, did, it, it wasn't the biggest ratings, uh, but I think it started to get, take, uh, it started to, to, gained some wheels when it was in syndication. And I think that's really when I watched it. I don't think I watched it when it was first on, but I remember it being on in syndication and, um, you know, it, it took on some, some interesting, uh, some interesting topics of the day. And, and it was one of those first shows that paved the way for so-called realistic dramas like Hill street blues and saying elsewhere and my so-called life. And, uh, and, um, yeah, it, it was it was good. It's a good show. Yeah, I, I do remember watching it in the first run. Um, and yeah, it was uh, it was appointment TV. Yeah, and Bill, I remember Bill Simmons talking about it a lot. Yeah, and I remember. Um, I don't know if you remember the ABC after school specials. Sure. Oh that yeah, they made even before that. I remember Kevin Hooks was in one of those. <clears throat> one of the ones that uh, about a kid who befriends this feral cat, TJ's cat, or something like that. So, uh, it's vaguely kinda, familiar, yeah, kind of, but just recognizing him in the white shadow from that. That's the guy from TJ's cat, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was uh, this was kind of appointment TV, and we, I mean, we were we were joking off, uh, off the air, so to speak, uh, I guess last week about some of the you know stereotypes of the program, but uh. You know, it, whatever. It was a different time, and it was a different but they, time. And it's, but as you just said, they were inclusive. They had a little bit of everything. Inclusive of everybody, yeah. Well, it was good, and uh, it was real. And it, you know, and I think I forget which character it was, but he actually went on to be to become a character in Saint Elsewhere. One of the guys from The White Shadow he played the same character years later as a member of the Saint Elsewhere cast. Really? Uh, yeah, I can't remember who it was. Just yeah. yeah, yeah, and and the other thing is, you know. It didn't always wrap up. Most of the time it did, but it didn't always wrap up with a nice, neat, pretty bow and everything worked out okay at the end of each episode. Yeah, not every episode ended. There was some kind of heavy stuff going on there because Mm -hmm. these were, you know, kids facing real problems that didn't get solved in, you know, 48 minutes or whatever. Right. Whatever the running time of a show minus the commercials was. Right. Yep. Yeah, it was... uh... Yeah, and the Beastie Boys, I think, had a song about the White Shadow, and I know, I know it was referenced in uh, 
in the uh, Seinfeld episode, The Summer of George. Summer of George. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. If you haven't seen it, go 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 watch it. I, I, I it's a, it's a it's a it's a great TV show. Yeah, go watch a couple. Check them out. Yeah. You might you might get hooked. You might want to watch some more. So, yeah. but there you go. This week's old balls. Old balls. The white shadow. All right. The white shadow. The white shadow. Oh yeah, that is a Beastie Boys song. You're right. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, um, hey. What a pop culture uh, maven you are. Well, you know the Beastie Boys sang about a lot of uh, pop culture in the you know at the time. Uh, Cookie Puss and. The White Shadow. And- <laughs> well, they, listen, they, yeah, they sampled a lot of it. That was kind of right. that. Right. You heard stuff that you had heard before. You even didn't know where you heard it from. Even a- even Anthony Mason got a reference in a Beastie Boys song. <laughs> I got to love it. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to some uh, spring training baseball. What do you think? Baseball. A little baseball. We got a little. It's going on there. right now. It's happening now. Uh, a couple of. Uh, a couple of Mets points we'll throw out there. Um, Mets are expected to uh, uh, start uh, contract talks with uh, Francisco Lindor this week, so uh, yay! That might that might be a plus. Um, Ronnie Mauricio, nineteen-year-old uh, uh, top prospect for the Mets, uh, look look great. Uh, look, has been looking great. I mean, it's it's spring training. How great can you look? But for a nineteen-year-old, he's been looking damn great. Um, and you know that poses something too. I mean, then you got a batty too. Uh, is playing really well, and he's another uh, top prospect for the Mets. Ronnie Mauricio's hitting 455 so far in spring training right now. Um, but, Means uh, nothing. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know what? That's that's good. Good infield uh, uh, prospects coming up. That's nice. Yeah. Well, um, and then of course you got Jose Martinez with a torn meniscus now. Yeah. Uh, did so, you uh, did you see the play? I didn't. Did you see the, did you see the play? The umpire, the umpire's way. The yeah, umpire thanks. did not move. Yeah, dick. Martinez was running at him for a good ten feet, and the ump didn't even move. Didn't even try to step out of the way. Nothing. So, do we know the umpire's the, name? Uh, dick. So we can boo him thoroughly <laughs> when we. John cannot go a day without getting angry at an umpire or a ref. I know that's one of the best things about him. Any, it's just and, it's amazing how much anger. I, I don't know where it came from. It's been imagine that it's been uh, it's been a while since I pulled this out, but for the ref right here, that's what the ref gets right there. <laughs> there you go. Ref gets I, the I, I listen of perhaps greater concern, although not necessarily greater concern because it doesn't seem as serious. But uh, Carrasco taking a few days off. After some pain in the elbow, yeah, elbow elbow soreness. Um, but hopefully you know nothing, but hopefully not something nothing, you want to see. This is true, but just remember, a couple of years ago, uh, Degrom had to sit for a couple of weeks with elbow soreness, and then he won the Cy Young. So yeah, uh, although I guess <laughs> this is not this is not something that's entirely new to Carrasco. No, he's had no. some bouts of this kind of soreness, and obviously, mm-hmm. he's, you know, we talked about his, you know, the kind of pitcher he's been in that. So hopefully, well, it's just I- a couple days of rest and he'll be back. Right. I think that's all it's going to be because Rojas did say he's probably going to f- face live batters next week at some point. So, yeah. you know, it's probably only just maybe a week off, a few days. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be fine. So, but uh, in any event, there, um, McCann, uh, the new catcher, uh, had, went on record as saying he's ready to prove that the Mets made the right choice in signing him over JT Remuta. So, hey. Who, uh, he's, he's, he's a lot cheaper. Didn't Real Muto <laughs> break his thumb or something? 
Uh, Real Muto is having an issue. Yeah, I think he, I think he yeah. did. I think he broke his thumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, so but, that worked I, out good for the best. That worked out good, absolutely. I And I said it all along. You remember when we first started talking about this at the end of last season, I said McCann's the guy I'd go with. Don't don't waste the money on, uh, on Real Mudo. Uh, McCann's yeah, I just, not – You know, McCann's not Real Mudo, but he's not really – he's a good, solid catcher. And oh, yeah. hands down, ten times the catchers that you've had lately. You know, so – The only thing I would say to McCann is just be quiet. Don't jinx yourself. Exactly. You're on the Mets now. Don't say. <laughs> but um, they, the only thing I see that they have to do is they have to just work on their defense a little bit more because I mean, as of Monday, they had eight hours. Leave it at that. Just uh, you know, they they, they hope hopefully. They, I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they 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 put. Uh, what was it a couple of games they put uh, uh, McNeil over at third base and and uh, and uh, J D Davis at second. What are you What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, McNeil's a natural well, second look, baseman. And yeah, I know, but look, if you're gonna try, you try something now. Try it in spring training. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, or you know, could, look, could be an exercise to try and, um, you know, I would say with Davis, probably more than McNeil, maybe increase yeah. his focus. I suppose. You know, maybe if he's having some issues, you go, well, let's put him in a different position where he's really going to have to bear down and keep his head, you know, about him. Maybe he's, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, maybe they're just uh, having fun. Hey, let's switch positions. Exactly. That could be too. Anyway, but um, the pitching's looking decent. Um, Edwin Diaz pitched. Uh, Edwin Diaz pitched his first uh, relief uh, appearance uh, yesterday. Um, he had a one-two-three inning, struck out two. So hey, you know what? It's spring training, but what are you gonna do? Just want to, just in case you guys didn't know, Jay Bruce is hitting four fifty-five with two home runs. Just to let you know. Well, it's spring training. <laughs> Certainly is. We're that's what we're talking about, aren't right. we? Well, let's let's speaking of Jay Bruce, let's talk about the Yankees. Um, uh, let's actually not talk about Jay Bruce though. Let's talk about Zach Britton. How do you feel about that? I, I I honestly don't know what's going on with Zach Britton, but you haven't heard? No, he uh, he's having surgery because he uh, he's got a bone chip in his left elbow. Yeah, and it's a six six week recovery, but he could be out three months. Yeah, that's just the way the Yankees pitching goes. You know, it's yeah. uh, yeah. This is why you can never have enough pitching. This is true. You know, Britton didn't impress me last year. No, and. If it's three months, maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, you know, maybe it is. But, I, I don't know. Well, what does that mean for uh, what does it mean for Chapman if he if he's out for three months? You know? It means that Chapman's going to have to earn his money yeah, and actually happy. pitch and not be a nut job. But Britain was pretty impressive two years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, before he was very on impressive. <laughs> Prior to coming to no. the Bronx, yeah, still, still, you know the potentials there, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely puts more of a load on their closers, but I honestly think the Yankees have two or three guys who could close if they need to. The, right. the, the real deal well, is, you know, can we not? Chapman didn't have a lot of opportunities last year. I think that was part of the problem with him going into the playoffs. I actually like when he's pitching more. I like when he's in games more often. And um, this idea that, oh, if the game is out of hand one way or the other, you don't pitch your closer. I think that's kind of hurt and hurt some of these guys who need some repetition. You don't want to blow their arms out and you you certainly don't want to overwork them. But last year, I think that hurt Chapman. And and I think kind of there's sort of a trend with closers now in the game, generally speaking, you know, if, if you have a guy who's your closer and you're heading into the season and he has a rough patch, he struggles and you switch him out he often doesn't get a chance to come back, right? Whoever the, whoever the guy you put in 
in his place to close. If he has success, he's your new closer. Right. And some guys like Britain, I think, are you know kind of able to sort of bounce around and do what they need to do. Uh, a guy like he'll, Chapman, he'll, I, he'll, I, he'll would, Chapman would be a closer, or he would be nothing. Britain's the setup guy, and that's just the way it is. The Yankees are all in on Chapman. They brought him back after they traded him to the Cubs. Right, but um, I'm saying if if Britain come, let's say Britain wasn't hurt, and you went into the season, and Chapman was struggling, and so you made Zach Britton your closer. Right, right. He could do that, but absolutely, I don't know if, he was a closer. Right, but I don't know if Chapman would. Thrive be a setup guy. A setup guy. No. You know what I'm Chapman's, saying? There's a some guys that could do either or kind of you know play multiple roles. Chapman doesn't seem like that guy. Yeah. He's either a closer or he's nothing. I mean, being a Yankees fan, you just it's hard to talk about closers because we've been spoiled for so long. And I I, I never, ever, ever feel comfortable with any of the Yankees closers in the game. I mean, it goes back to when, you know, what's his name, who's now a Met, was was the setup guy or the part-time closer. They're just, they're just, uh, they're unpredictable. They're unpredictable. And, uh, you know, last year, everybody talked about the Yankees bullpen, the Yankees bullpen, the Yankees bullpen. So you haven't been happy since Mo retired? Not really, no. I mean, well, it's hard. Chapman, to, it's hard to be Chapman, happy when Chapman's, you have the Chap, Chap, Chapman's blown the season for the Yankees two years in a row. Sure. Yeah. He has. And, uh, you know, I understand that you're, you're putting a guy in a, in a tough position and there's a lot of guys who have done that, but I think Chapman's the most overrated closer in baseball and the Yankees are paying him a lot of money. And so he is to the Yankees pitching staff. Um, you know what Stanton is to their lineup. I just, you know, yeah. If Britain was healthy, I I don't understand why Britain's not their closer. To be to be honest with you, but Britain didn't really show up last year either. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's uh... well. Look, here's the good news. If you're a Yankee fan, Stanton hit a home run, so he's okay. He's he's excellent. Yeah, he's usually he's, on the, he's good. He's Stanton on the list. Usually of hits, okay. he, he usually hits home runs when the Yankees are up seven nothing in the sixth or seventh inning. You know he's good. He's good at that. I don't know. Stan Stan actually had a bat bounce back year last year. Stan was not the the, the main problem for the Yankees. Yeah. Gleyber Torres looks good. Gardner looks good. Jay Bruce looks good. Yeah, well, Gary, San- Gary Sanchez looks looks okay. Gary Gary Sanchez is going to say Gary Sanchez hit uh, what he is third home run. Uh, and 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 Lemayhu is Lemayhu. Yeah. So Lemay, uh, 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 you know I. Judge is striking out a lot, but he had two hits today, and 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 I don't think he had any strikeouts. So it's too ask, it's too early to tell yet. Let me ask you: to Think, uh, you know, based on what you're seeing of Sanchez, and I know it's just spring training and it's early, but you think he could possibly be a 30 home run hitter this year? No, no. And uh, you know, to me, the whole thing is what is there? It's it's like averaging 25 points in the NBA now. Sure. You know, I mean, it, it's it's does it help the team? He's a lie. If if he score, if he hits a home run in a game, he, he has to hit two a game, I think, to make up for what what, he the liability, in the field. what he's going to do in the field. You know, <laughs> and and look, I, I will give Sanchez credit. There are times when Sanchez has come up big 
and has had a you know bad bad season and has had some clutch hits in big games. Right. I'm not going to give that go, go give that against them, but I just think the time to trade Gary Sanchez was two to three years ago when they could have gotten something for him. Gotcha. And the Yankees seem to be stubborn when it comes to some of these big names that they're that they're grooming, holding on to. Yeah. Hold, yeah, holding on. Ha- to ha- you know, having said that, Herman. Gave up one hit in three innings. So uh, Chapman pitched an inning and and had two strikeouts and didn't give up a hit. So De- Debbie Garcia looked good yesterday. Garcia looked at the, the the game where they lost fifteen nothing too. You know he, he's the only pitcher that looked good that game. Right. So you know, I think I, I think they're going to be average in their starting pitching. It's just where does the can you get five innings out of these guys? Can you not put? That it's that fifth, sixth, seventh inning that just gets right. You know, you don't have David Robertson anymore to pitch seven hundred innings of fifth, sixth, seventh right. inning baseball. You can come anywhere. in in the fourth inning and pitch right. the eighth inning, and then game. do it again tomorrow. Right? Yeah, uh, I think one of those guys is going to become a middle reliever, and I think of somebody like a Garcia, if he's not a starter and can adapt to that sort of middle David Robertson role kind of thing. Yeah. Then I think that I think that, that makes them even a little bit more dangerous. But I think you're going to see the Yankees go with a five, maybe six man rotation. Right. And um, I just I just hope that Boone lets these guys pitch into the game a little bit more. I just felt like he's he's he started pulling pitchers way too early last year, and it just put a lot of pressure on his bullpen. Right. No, definitely he definitely did. That's that's a certainty. Uh, quick. But question. that's also the trend in baseball. True, true. And so it's all in your, yeah. You can get good three, four, maybe four and a half solid innings out of your starters, and then, yeah, put it in the bullpen and let them, let them blow. The, it. Uh, you know, the Yankees need to need a Bob Wickman. <laughs> yeah. Right? Wickman was a guy who would come and pitch three innings like every other day. Right. That was, that was Robertson. That was David Robertson. He was, you know, yeah, he was great yeah. at it. I mean, Yankee, Yankees have had a lot of those guys. Who was the guy who was, uh, oh, God, who was the, was he, but was he from Ecuador or was he from Puerto Rico? I can't remember the, the the pitcher that they had who was you know this is back in the Mariano days. He was the setup to the setup guy. He was and he was just fantastic. He went on. A, he was he was part of the last World Series team, I believe. Um, back in the back in the nineties. No, no, the last time the Yankees won. Oh, in 09. Okay. Yeah, uh, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. My brain is shot. <laughs> it's been a long week already. But uh, they need pitching, pitching, yeah. pitching, pitching, pitching. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Judge, uh, did you hear what Judge said about Sanchez yesterday? Yeah. Uh, Judge said that uh, Gary Sanchez is working so hard. He's one of these guys that can go on a tear and could win the American League MVP. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So could not- I. Yeah, and, I, and, I'm, and I, you're gonna see you're gonna see me playing power forward for the Knicks next week. Please, yeah. please, can I see that? Yeah, I, I really, would, really want to see that. I think I would buy tickets for that. Yeah. <laughs> Courtside, baby. Game. I'd Court foul. Side. I'd foul. Johnny, Pete and I will be sitting right there eating peanuts, watching you heckling the shit out of him. <laughs> That's right. Talk about semi-pro, uh, old school. <laughs> I just, I just got to come in the game, and start screaming at everybody. You get six fouls, use them all. Use <laughs> you them can't all. carry them over. <laughs> so you can't keep them for the next game. Old-time basketball, any sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm the only guy playing basketball with a goalie waffle on my right hand. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, please, please make this happen. <laughs> oh, I definitely rock the knee pads. We got a, old school uh, Patrick Ewing knee pads, without a doubt. We got to call them. Let's, let's call Make a Wish and see if that's right. See if that's we can right. get them involved in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, now he's he's not sick, but we'd really really like to see this. See this. So this if you can trust you me, can help. This is ratings gold. If that's you can right. make a make this happen, then that's we'll, right. We'll contribute highly to the cause. Yeah. Uh, uh. On uh, on another note, uh, around the league, um, on high heat uh, the other day, Chris Russo yesterday, I believe it was uh, Chris Russo uh, um, reported that the Blue Jays are limiting George Springer's games in the outfield this year because of apparent problems with his legs. Well, so, did the Mets dodge a bullet? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, hey, the Blue Jays can can DH him, right? What are the Mets going to do? What right. would the Mets have been able to do? You know? I think George Springer is one of those guys who you know can play for another fifteen years and become big poppy. You know, yeah. he's just he's one of those guys who seems to know how to get big hits. Right. And, yeah. Well, uh, that's all. That's all well and good. What's I the mean, problem with his legs? I mean, that's an ambiguous thing to say. Well, the, I mean, that that was the report. I didn't. He's getting old, and else that, yeah. I guess thirty two is getting old. That's it's hard to harder scary. to run, harder to run in Canada. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's something to do. But um, and uh, this this report came out last week. Bauer pitched against the Padres with one eye closed. Yeah, I saw that. And he was quoted as saying, "Pitched with one eye open." <laughs> <laughs> Clutching his pillow. <laughs> he was quoted as saying, uh, "I figured if they can, if they can't score off me with one eye open, it's going to be more difficult to score off of me with two eyes open." <laughs> I kind of hate him. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely in the he running the for least likable, biggest he, dick. He's, he's the Draymond Green of baseball. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. That's good. Hey, the, hey, the Rockies beat the Padres today. Rockies uh, are six and three. Rockies are six and three. Rockies are six and three. Very nice. Very Spring nice. training ball. Spring training ball. Um, the Angels are the only major league. This isn't new or anything. You could have figured this out, but I just saw it uh, today. As a matter of fact, uh, the Angels are the only major league baseball team to finish under five hundred in each of the last five seasons. With the best player in baseball. With the best player in baseball on their team. <laughs> uh, you think Mike Trout is uh, upset that he signed that contract? I don't know. I think he's going to demand to be traded to the Brooklyn Nets. He's going to do the Nets. Exactly where I was going to go. <laughs> he's going to Nets next. Fine shout, with me. Shout on the Nets. He's going to play center field. Bring him on, <laughs> everybody. Come on, let's go. Center? No, center field. Oh. Yeah. There you go. But, I think, uh, he, I think I, he's, he's small forward material. I don't know. He's, he's hard to get a read on. I mean, he's never said anything about having any regrets or wanting to win a championship or I mean not that comes to there my was mind. Some, there was something a few weeks ago he was like he was a little frustrated or something like that. I, I mean I, I, if, you, if you if you if you a big me, story but I saw if, it. If you pay me that much money to wander around in the grass in Southern California and all summer long, I'm you know, I'm not gonna care if I win a championship or not. Yeah, it's, it's gonna good. take a lot to make me unhappy, but right. Yeah. Right, right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe he's just maybe he's just uh, pissed off that he's not on the other LA team. That's the uh, might be the issue. Well, um, but it's, it's well, early listen, in the maybe uh, he'll go to Toronto because uh, Springer can't play every Springer, day. Springer can't play, so they need him. Uh, so we're gonna bring in Mike Trout. They're, they're just gonna they're just gonna trade for his legs. <laughs> just get Trout's <laughs> legs for Springer. There you go. Um, there you go. Anyway, and opening day uh, three weeks from tomorrow, Thursday, April first. Yay. 
Yeah, yeah. But um, and the uh, and, and speaking of uh, Springer, the uh, Yankees open up at home on the first uh, against the Blue Jays. So um, Mets don't open at home till a week later. Uh, but in any event, who did the Mets open up against? The Cubs. Mets open up uh, at home. No, the first game they play. The first game they play is Washington's. Uh, Washington, roster. that's right. They open up. They open up against the Nationals in Washington. In, in Washington. Yeah. In Washington, and then a week later on the eighth, uh, they open. That's their home opener against the Marlins. Mitch McConnell's going to throw out the first pitch. Mitch this McConnell's going to throw out the first pitch. He's going to. He's going to have seven balls in his gullet, and <laughs> <laughs> he's but, like an umpire's bag in his neck. There you go. In any event, uh, yeah, pretty much wraps up. Uh, Baseball, you guys have anything else about baseball? I don't think so. No, nope. I didn't even know about Zach Britton. I'm behind. Yeah, yeah. That just uh, It was just uh, yesterday. Just yesterday. Um, so he's, he's probably going to be out for three months. That's what they're saying. So there you go. Well, you live in a different time zone, so. I live where I, I mean, I, all I hear is people talking it was about late the, yesterday, the, Bron- so... the Broncos and and uh, whether or not they should, you know, sign Philip Lindsay to a long-term contract and who their quarterback's going to be. There you go. Talk about it. that. That is exciting stuff. Well, on, on, on that note. Speaking, speaking of football. Speaking of football, good segue. Good segue. Um, what do you think of the contract for uh, for Dak? What do you think? I think it's what what I expected. I don't know why it took so long. And he's still the best quarterback in the NFC East. But I'm the second best. So, you know. <laughs> uh, please, please. I want to see that, too. Listen, Zach. Uh, Dak rather, um, you know, I think he kind of won this bo- battle. Zach Dak. They, 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 we, went, they, we went from Zach to Dak. Dak, Dak to Dak. Could have signed him a while ago and paid him less money, but sure. they didn't. Uh, he's, he's making like, what, a hundred and... It's 160, 160 for four years. Right, but he's getting a ridiculous signing bonus. 85 and, total was the he, first year. Yeah. He got, he's the top 15 quarterback in the NFL, right? Yeah, I suppose that would make I, me make him the top half of the quarterbacks. I don't see why he wouldn't be in the I, top. Half. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some would argue Daniel top Jones 10. almost cracks the top half of the quarterbacks. So why wouldn't no, that be no, Daniel, Daniel Jones? Well, twenty. I meant you know, probably you probably look at Dak. Daniel Jones twenty five, twenty six, twenty eight. Yeah, Dak's way better than 20, Daniel Jones. Twenty five, twenty six, twenty eight. I think he might crack thirty nine. <laughs> well, yeah. let's let let's let's kind of go through it. Who, who are you going to take over Dak? Wow. Well, start it. You got to take Aaron Rodgers. You can take Mahomes, right? Rodgers, Mahomes, Mahomes, uh, Wilson, Lamar, Lamar. Okay. Uh, Josh Allen, Deshaun Jackson, Josh Allen. I'm going to take Brady, Josh Allen, uh, the guy, the kid from San Diego. Uh, you take uh, Herbert, Herbert. Yeah. Oh yeah. I take Herbert over Dak. Josh Allen and Herbert over him. I'm going to take Josh Allen. I agree. Yeah. And, when I'm, and we're not talking about age or longevity, you know, just for next season. Who would right. you yeah. rather have? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, you know, you got Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Sean Watson, Deshaun Watson, Herbert, Herbert, Wilson, uh, Wilson, Wilson, Russell Wilson. Uh, oh, there you go. Stafford? No. 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 no I'm, not, not really. I'm, I'm, not putting, I'm missing I'm not, some. Hold on. I'd probably take. Uh, How about Joe Burrow? Let's I would take Joe back. Burrow, and I would say I would probably take Tua. Tua, I was going to say Tua. Okay, um, what about I was Trevor trying to Lawrence? think of the other team. Trevor Lawrence. Well, yeah, he's not even in the NFL yet, but yeah, if I had I to pick, pick you, if I had to pick for next, you take year, Trevor I would. Lawrence over Dak Prescott. For it, were we talking about some like 
to win right now, like this year? We're just talking about who's going to be better. Who's going to be a better quarterback next year? Uh, well, he's already out of the top 10. Trevor Lawrence is going to be on a shitty team. So, right, yeah. yeah. Um, All right, so he's number ten or eleven or he's a, he's eleven know. or twelve somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't know if I would. Well, Herbert's probably gonna be great. I don't know if I would take him over Herbert for next year. But Herbert looked damn good. This but year. I'm saying he's definitely top fifteen, right? And if you look at his career numbers, they're pretty good. Is I think his quarterback rating is like I mean, is, is, is Drew Brees still a quarterback in the NFL? We don't know. You know, I mean, we don't know. Uh, uh, we don't know. And at this point, is Drew Brees better than Dak Prescott though? Yes. You know? No, no, no. Not, I mean, right now. Not even midseason last year, Drew Brees. Right now, after that injury, the way he played those last couple of games, is he better than Dak? Probably. I mean, I, I would take Baker Mayfield over Dak Prescott. Okay. Mm, I don't know about that. I would take Matty Ryan. What are they doing with, what are they, what are they going to do with Matty Ryan? Deshaun I mean, Watson. Yeah. You know. All right. Here's, here's Dak's Jack, numbers. Jack, is, would you is, take, is, what, would you take Kyler, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Kyler. I take Kyler Murray over Dak Prescott. I wouldn't Ryan, take Kyler Murray over Ryan Dak Fitzpatrick. I would take Lamar Jackson. I would take Tom Brady. I'd take Ryan. Here's uh, here's Dak Prescott's numbers. All right, sixty nine games, sixty six percent completion percentage, seventeen thousand yards, one hundred six touchdowns, forty ints, quarterback rating of ninety seven point three. Yeah, that's so, not bad. He's top fifteen. Now, he hasn't right. He hasn't. You know. Won the big games and it had puts him in the top fifteen. It puts him. But in the top those 15. are pretty nice numbers, right? Those and and, and you know, here's the thing: is that you, you you're losing Philip Rivers, you're losing Drew Brees, you're losing guys that I would probably take over him. But I, I think, think he's, I would take I think he, of those guys over him. I would take Philip Rivers over Dak Prescott, and, and for one year right now, yeah, right, yeah. Ryan yeah. Tannehill, nope. Yeah. Oh, Tannehill's numbers were really good. Tannehill's numbers were great last year. Yeah. Last two years, yeah. but uh, yeah. Um, but uh, well, here's 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 the thing with that though, right? Um, 160 million for four years. The contract they gave Zeke last year, the salary cap is getting lower. Where, where what did the Cowboys and they they got Amari Cooper with, with a ton of money? What do they? Where are they? Yeah, but where the are cap, they get this money from? Well, but the cap hit for uh, Dak is 22 next season, okay. right? So you know they, they've they've worked their magic. Gotcha. Uh, it's going to come back and bite them later yes, on, but they're not sure. worried about the. And it's really a kind we'll of worry a six, about later, later. Yeah, it's really kind of a six-year deal, which you know they can sort of like dump the last two years or. I, so, I like know, I, I like Dak. I think he fits in well with that team. The the thing is, is can you have two really expensive superstars on one side of the ball and still win games? Now I think there's no reason why Dallas should not, with a healthy Dak Prescott, should not win the NFCs. We said that was the case last year. Uh, Washington's yeah. defense, uh, whatever. Well, let's no listen to Dallas. Well, you can say this Dallas defense only going the opposite way. They're terrible. Sure, you know. Right? And and but, I, but, I, but, actually, but, I heard the, the stat the other day. If you looked at they they broke down quarterbacks who uh, where their team gave up thirty points more, and Dak's numbers were right in line with some of the the greats that we just mentioned as guys we put above them. I like Dak. Know? I think he's I think he's a good quarterback. I. I, I think he's, he's the best play. quarterback the, uh, the 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 Cowboys have had in a long time. John Donovan just said forty forty million dollars for a, guy, a year for a guy uh, who's ten to fifteen in the league is ridiculous, is what he said. Uh, but that, but quarterbacks are, are going to always get way more than any other position, maybe in any other sport. He says his agent schooled Jerry Jones. I agree. 
because, oh, yeah. Jer- because Jerry Jones was probably saying, who else is out here that we might be able to get to Dallas? Right. And I don't yeah, think he, Dallas, right. you know, we, we always talk about the Knicks and the cachet of going to play for, that's gone to play at Madison Square Garden. I think the cachet to play for the Cowboys is gone. Yeah. Well, Jerry yeah. Jones wasn't sure that he wanted that Dak was his guy. And I, and, I still don't think he's sure. Until recent, well, no, until recently when he's, when there was no one else and, and, uh, so yeah, he, he waited too long to make the deal, and Dak had all the leverage, and he cashed in on it. So good for him. I think if Dak has a great year, you could put him in, you know, as high as maybe eight, nine, ten. If he has a mediocre year, he's going to be in the middle of the pack. So, but he's better. That still makes him better than a hell of a lot of quarterbacks out there, and he's still the best quarterback in his division by far. Mm-hmm. By far. Yeah. 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 True. Well, I mean. <laughs> His division, other than Daniel Jones, there are no, you know, firm starting quarterbacks in either of the other two teams. So Yeah, and the only reason why Daniel Jones is a firm court starter is because of the Giants ownership. Giants ownership yeah. right there. They say Daniel Jones well, be, uh, they believe in him. They're 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 hoping. Of course they believe in him. His numbers are great. Philly's going with Jalen Hurts, right? They said the other day he's our quarterback. We don't yeah. know if he's any good, but he's our quarterback. Well, yeah, he's not and, proven, so you well, can't really put him that, against but... it. So. <laughs> yeah, they hard no, to, they it, it. The, the, well, right. I mean, the, no, they didn't say John that. Said, but... Yeah, by by default, Dak is. Uh, you know, you mentioned the... Fit, you mentioned Fitzpatrick. I, you know, a lot of people. He's been mentioned in Washington. He's been mentioned in a couple places. Mm-hmm. The Broncos should just sign him. Yeah, I, I don't. They're not going to get anybody better. Is I I would rather see. I'd rather see the Broncos draft another quarterback, have a couple of young guys on the team, let him sort of follow behind Fitzpatrick. If Drew Locke wants to battle for the starting position, then that's great. But he's better. He's a better option than Teddy Bridgewater. He's a better option than some of these other guys that are going to float around. And I think he'd be a better guy to kind of teach some of these younger draft picks the the ropes. I don't know why Fitz, you know, I, I don't, Fitzpatrick isn't. I don't think is going to want to sit behind Tua again in Miami. I don't think he is. And let me ask you this though, uh, just just pulling this out: if the Jets are indeed going to move on, move away from Sam Darnold and trade him and get whatever, and there's a there's an interesting. Uh, well, they're going to draft a quarterback, right? Well, well, what, what they do with Darnold is is irrelevant. Well, I'm just saying they they, they there's an interesting uh, trade uh, there's an interesting trade uh, theory here. I'll, I'll I'll pose in a second, but um, if they're going to move away from him and they're going to and they're going to draft. Zach Wilson or or Justin Fields or whatever it was probably Zach Wilson, you know. Instead of throwing him to the Wolves, bring in Fitzpatrick for a year or two and let him play behind him, let him learn from him, let him groom him. And uh, he's perfect and, for any of those teams that he's are perfect for be any drafted. of those teams. He's perfect if, for that. If job. Sam Darnold is not going to be, if you're not going to commit to Sam Darnold being your quarterback, then there's no reason to keep him. Whether you're going to trade, but the only re- the only reason why you trade. would keep him is because th- there might not be anybody else who wants him. Right, right. But, well, but uh, you, you're going to get something for him. Yeah, you're going to get something from something. You're going to get a you know a second round or whatever from him. And there's been talk of him coming here to Denver. There's been t- you know there's still talk of Deshaun Watson coming here. Yeah, well, that, I think uh, that's you know, what the been, Jets. If the Jets don't get Deshaun Watson, then they're going to draft. I think Deshaun Watson would be. But, but remember that yeah. horrible head coach the Giants had. Well, he's the Denver offensive coordinator, and by the way, he brought all his buddies from Minnesota. So. Uh, I think I think you're going to see Teddy Bridgewater playing for the Broncos. Probably. I don't. I don't. I I think Deshaun Watson 
I would love to see Deshaun Watson yeah. go to the. I think you're going to see the NFL season start and Deshaun Watson be on still bench. on the Texans, just not playing, un- unwilling to play. Yeah, he said commit. Well, listen, I don't listen. Bridgewater's not a terrible option. No, not at all. You know, it's. I, I think like, he. I think he, he he could obviously extend more plays. I think Fitzpatrick could be a better fit, but yeah. you know. Here's uh here's that trade option the trade uh um that was posed it was I, I read it online today, um, uh which we call it the uh, Jets should they take who Zach, who proposed Zach, this uh, Jim, Jimmy from fucking from, from Parsippany Jim, Jimmy from fucking Parsippany yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a matter of fact it was on his blog yeah, titled was, Jimmy from fucking Parsippany yeah it was Spike from Oyster Bay yeah, yeah. There you go. but it was they should take should they take Zach Wilson move on from Darnold. They they trade Darnold and they also have the they also have the twenty third pick. Obviously, they got to get back from Seattle for the whole uh, um, right. uh, jail. Uh, yeah, uh, hello. Doesn't matter. Uh, Adams, thank you. Uh, yeah. Trade, but uh, take trade Darnold and the twenty third pick to a team for a lower first round pick, like something you know 10, 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. So the the teams only pick they get Darnold and they get uh, a, a pick only you know ten eleven twelve picks higher uh, for that pick, right? And then with that they can uh, they can draft depending on who's still available they can either draft Devonta Smith, uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, Jamar Chase, and, uh, a wide receiver, right? So then they wind up they wind up walking away from the first round of the draft with Zach Wilson and one of those receivers. That's that, that sounds like a perfect draft scenario made up by a Jets fan. Who's Jets fan, right, of course, yeah. Yeah. But you know what though? You're absolutely right. It sounds like I, you know the team I could see Darnold winding up on is, like is it's the, that big is, of a stretch is, for is a team Washington. that needs a quarterback. I can picture him being on the on Washington. Right. It doesn't sound like it's that big of a stretch for a team that needs a quarterback but has the 13th pick. They're not going to get Zach Wilson, they're not going to get uh uh Justin Fields, they're not going to get uh obviously they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. So right. who are they going to get? Boom, they get Sam Darnold. They're interested in Sam Darnold. Boom, they still have a first round pick. And they get Sam Darnold for that little bit higher pick, and it affords the Jets to get uh, a wide and who, receiver. Wh- which team is this that you're talking about? I don't know. I, I, yeah. the, I he didn't uh, pose a team. Somebody the, in the upper teens, yeah. a team in the you know the, the team that I could also picture. Darn, and this is right in their wheelhouse of going after quarterback. Yeah. The, the other place I could picture Darnold playing is Chicago. You know, yeah. yeah. Actually, I could. I, I could it's see the it. Iron City Hummingbirds yeah. the team that's going to make that deal for some. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't think they're going to bring? It's, they're going to. They're going to. Uh, Foles is going to come back. And it's the Roosevelt. Uh, yeah. What's what's that? You don't think uh, Foles is going to come back and and play and start in Chicago? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're committed. I don't think they're committed. Yeah, well, then, then they're going to just have the same controversy they had last year. Will it be a controversy? It, it, it could be the same situation, though, where, you know, if it's not Darnold, I don't know, maybe it's a younger guy in Foles plays. I don't know. Right. There's, again, 10 good quarterbacks in this league. There's way more than 10 teams. So, every, you know, and there's probably maybe another three or four teams that are solidified. We're sticking with these quarterbacks. So right. Right. the rest of it's up for great. How have you ever have we ever gone into an NFL season? Where there's so much, there's so many teams that are just undecided or uncommitted on their quarterback. No, this is definitely. And first. even the teams <laughs> that have a great quarterback, that quarterback still questioning is, it, yeah. isn't, is, isn't committed to that team anymore. And it's not like there's 30 great quarterbacks in this no, draft. No, there's, there's, like... there's six. And there's, there's three, ten, and there's, there's three decent ones. Yeah. 
there's 10 good ones right and the rest are trying to to to, to see who, who who can stick right right well one one other uh, one of the note on the jets they uh, put the franchise tag on marcus may uh, 11 million the giants we went with what uh, leonard williams and and the giants put the franchise tag on leonard williams i got something to say about that too i well, think that's, yeah, that's what i wanted to bring up to you guys since you're both giants fans uh a lot of talk about dave gettleman and some stupid things that he has done, and one of them is putting the franchise tag on Williams, and now you're going to potentially, if you don't sign, or you got to sign him to a long-term deal yeah. well, by the, July the, something, the, the 15th or whatever, by or, July 15th, or you, yeah. you're going to pay him $19 million. $19.3 million. Uh, and but that's you know what that's going to be that number if they're not going to sign him to an extension. Yeah, that's what and I mean. If they don't sign him, you're going to. Right, they're working on a deal. The deal would probably wind up being around twenty million a year because that's what the going rate for that type of a player is right now. But how many more years does Williams have in? Yeah, he's he's in his what fourth year. I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, well, here's here's the thing. I just want to bring this up as far as Leonard Williams goes. Um, the NFL, the NFL uh, site on Instagram uh, posted about the franchise tag for uh, for Leonard Williams that you know that you know just just in you know this just in or whatever and there was a ton of comments on it someone commented on the NFL some random person commented on it saying he's leaving next season anyway that was his comment do you know who one of the first likes of that comment was Leonard Williams Leonard Williams <laughs> he got a ton of onslaught of DMs direct messages and others posting on Instagram and Twitter about it so within a few hours, he unliked it. <laughs> so, but uh, if he's so into staying on the Giants, why is he liking that comment? You know, is that just being? An, I don't know. Well, being, I, listen, maybe that's being a twenty-four, he, twenty-five year he old. He could, idiot. he could be bitter that they didn't sign him to a long, a long-term deal already. Well, maybe, hopefully, they maybe do. he wants to stay with the Giants. So he feels disrespected. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of these guys give a shit about anything other than a long-term contract that overpays them and has a guarantee. I really don't think so. No. I really, I, I don't think they I give think a shit. Right. Williams is 26 years old. So 26. quite honestly, he's got four, yeah, three to four, four years left. That's just the reality now. These guys don't, their, their peak is just not as long as it used to be. You're well, not going to see, about- you're not going to see Reggie White, at 35 getting 12 sacks it's no. just not gonna happen no no you're right but uh but let me ask you this though do you think that um do you think that if he, he's not going to take a four-year deal he's going to want a longer deal than that you know i, mean, I think they should offer him a four-year deal i think, I think it's think probably going to be a four-year 20 million dollar year deal and that's i think they should have. i think they should have offered it and signed him so they could have franchised somebody else exactly yep. that's what the, that's the point though because if they don't take it they're spending almost 20 million this year anyway because they franchise tagged them, but 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 the Giants might have offered that. You don't know. I mean, we, don't, we don't know the deal with their that. agents are always telling these guys, "Don't take anything. Don't take anything." Right. Yeah, and, but we uh, didn't really hear anything about it. Usually, there's some kind there's of some something leaks, and you get well, something me, out of it. But I like me, Williams. I, I'll be honest. I, I I think they I think the Giants were in a situation where they had to franchise him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't let well, him go. They would have. They would have been about, thrilled if they didn't. Right. Well, let me ask you about. Um, Gettleman made some other comments. Uh, obviously, he backed Daniel Jones. He's our guy. We right. kind of expect him to do that. But he was talking about contracts and not wanting to restructure contracts, mm-hmm. and that he likes a contract where the, the, the cap hit is flat. 
So if it's a five-year contract and it's 100 million and it's 20 million a year, and he thinks that restructuring can lead to a lot of problems, and you know you have to pay the piper later on down the road. I want to get your opinion on that because it doesn't seem to me like that's how the NFL works. No, there's that, he, he's the only constant, one that's going constant restructuring of contracts, and Absolutely. that's how you bring in some of that extra talent that you need to to play alongside your superstars, especially a lot especially of money. Especially for superstars who understand that hey. I'm good. I was I wasn't as good as I was four years ago. Or hey, I'm really good, but I'm not going to ever win a championship if I don't have other guys next to me. And right. my yeah, top, I, and my top three years are next the next three years. Yeah, but, I can stay here and how make many, my how money. Many guys are like that, right? Yeah. I what well, I can stay here and make my money and not win anything. Or we can restructure, and I'll take a little less now and get it on the back end of things. And uh, and and we'll bring in some talent to to help me win. But okay, now I don't know if that's Gettleman's philosophy or if that is the team's philosophy, because a lot of times when you're either paying on the back end or in the case of Dak Prescott, where you're giving him a boatload of money, that money's got to come out of Jerry Jones's pocket, right? Sure. That's yeah. seventy-five million dollars signing bonus or whatever the hell he's getting. Right. That's you know. So maybe. I mean, who's got the money amongst the Giants' ownership? Tish is the money man, right? I'm never, ever going to give Gettleman the benefit of the doubt until he proves me wrong. Right. He's just so, made but, some, but he's made some is, shitty decisions. Yeah, well, but, but that's my question. You think that's his philosophy or that's it's his team, philosophy? That's the team, no, the ownership's it's, it's philosophy. His, it's his because they've restructured deals before. So he, that's that's Well, totally, right, like he, like he didn't say we're never going to do it. He just was kind of like, you want to avoid this as much as possible. In the past, I think it has been the ownership's philosophy. But in the past, it's worked. Nowadays, it's a constant shuffle to make sure that you're under that cap hit. And, you know, I mean, look at Roethlisberger. He restructured. A lot of times it's restructuring people's contracts, not so much of what you're going to eventually pay them, but what the cap hit is. You know, because there's there's differences to all that. Yeah. Well, look, Brady... Did it how many times? Brady did it for right. years and years and years and years. <laughs> and it's not like they were bringing in superstars either. Right. It's just, you know, he, it was did, more he did it so he could get four, four or five foot eight white guys. Yeah, he's like seven, we, we, seven second 40. We need yeah. another five, six, uh, you know, white guy receiver. I'll take less money. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the the other thing, um, which now I'm forgetting what I wanted to. Oh, uh, Gettleman was, of course, also defending. They, what they've done with the offensive line, which seems like it. I mean, it's an absolute bust right now. They're, they're uh, going to, because they have no space against the cap, they're going to be yeah. getting rid of veterans. Now the offensive line could perhaps be even younger than it was last year. And he's like, I think we've done a good job. I, I, I don't know how this guy keeps his job. I, I don't, I don't get it either. I really, really don't. But um, the only, the only plus is there though. A lot of the money, a lot of the cap, hit, a lot of cap hit that they're going to, the cap room that they're going to gain by getting rid of anybody in the offensive line is going to come in a couple of players that really didn't contribute a lot last year, like Solder. Um, I think they got to look at Solder and, and restructuring his contract if he wants to play. I I actually think that Nate Solder has another good year left in him. Uh, he has to. Well, here's here's one benefit for all of the offensive line on that is that um, they hired uh, the, they they restructured some of the coaching staff and they hired Pla- uh, Pat Flaherty. Uh, as a uh, offensive line consultant, like they wanted to do, remember they uh, when Mark Colombo got fired last year because he wanted to bring Dave, in Dave DiGuglielmo right. as a consultant. 
Well, Rob Sale is now the offensive line uh, coach, and he knows uh, uh, which McCall. Uh, Judge is familiar with Rob Sale from uh, they worked they uh, coached together in Alabama, and uh, Sale was just in uh, University of uh, Louisiana. But um, he's the offensive line coach. But they hired Pat Flaherty as the uh, offensive line consultant. And Pat Flaherty had all those great, solid offensive lines back in the, uh, you know. Is he, is, yeah, well, is, is, yeah, is he going to fix Andrew Thomas? I, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I think, but, I think what the, the, Giants don't need, the Giants don't need an offensive line coach. They need a psychiatrist. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, look, Soldier's the first guy to, to, to admit it. I mean, he's, he's not in a good spot mentally. Right. You know, he's not in a good spot emotionally. The same thing, I think, it, it, some these guys, I, I don't know what's going on, but they, they, you know, it's uh, they're stuck in a tough situation, the Giants. And well, that's why yeah. I'm saying they need to get something out of Soldier because they can restructure his contact. They need to get something out of these guys that they've committed to that have been underperforming. Right. But if they're going to get, you know, some room against the cap, you're going to Potentially lose guys like uh, Hernandez or um, yeah, the other guy, yeah. I think. And yeah. so what? Well, you know, well, what Hernandez you is what? He's, he's, he's only been around two years, and they're releasing him already. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. So yeah. then, what are you going to do? You're going to bring Soldier Soldier back. He's going to play left tackle. You move Thomas to the right side. Right. Uh, I think. Got... I think. I think that's that's you have to do it. Well, this right. is uh... but but my point is you're going to be bringing in some new guys. Right. And always. I, you always. Know, Right, but if you're going to bring in two or three new guys on the offensive line, you're not going to expect them to gel and be great, and that's really what you need, right? You're going to give the ball to Saquon, and he's not going to have any blocking. You're going to have Daniel Jones Seidler's dropping. the other guy. Yeah. Just said. They you're going to have Daniel them. Jones dropping yeah. back and having Didn't no they protection. Him? They I think they him. released him, right? Yeah. They released yeah. him, yeah. yeah. Um, he said, he, John Donovan just said, Jones is their guy, and yet they released their best offensive lineman. Right, that's what I mean. You're letting these guys go because you have no cap room. Mm-hmm. And you're going to bring in, you're going to move guys around. Uh, you should get Solder back, and he's been what he was the highest paid lineman, I think, in the league when they brought him the in. Right when, when they, they brought him in, him. he was the highest. Yeah, yeah. And he's been, I wouldn't say a bust, but he hasn't been. Well, what he had one bad year. He didn't play last year. Yeah. He's, so he, he's he's in a bad place. I think he's I think he's got some serious mental health issues. My, my, well, he, my I, well, I thought he just opted out because of COVID. I he's not in a, well. He, that, that's what he was quoted. Was, but... He was quoted as saying that he he realizes that he, mental health or being in a good mental state is the most important thing, and that's what he's working on. Right. And uh, right. well, that's the guy you want at left tackle, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, whatever. Oh, yeah. Give him some rosary beads, and you know, I guess my my point is, you know, how, how much time do you give Dave Gettleman? Right. Well, here. Oh, here. I. I I mean, it's good. But if it was up to John and I, he would have been gone two years ago. Absolutely. And, my, and, and we're talking about offensive line. My, my perfect uh, scenario is, um, and if, if, I don't know if you, either of you recall, I was talking about the other time, um, they should have picked with that first pick. They should have, take, uh, uh, they should have taken uh, Tristan Worfs. Absolutely. And they, took, and they, and they took, should be taking an offensive lineman this and they year. Took, it, and they took, yeah, and they took Andrew Thomas. And uh, they, to Andrew Thomas, okay, yeah, he had a decent year in Georgia, but uh, Tristan Worfs, they passed over Tristan Wirfs to get him. And what did Tristan Wirfs do this year? Oh, nothing. I just won the Super Bowl. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> I still think I still think Thomas. I still think that might work out. Um, we, you know, again, yes, they should. They should. But, but I wouldn't call him a bust yet. But that is how you win on the offensive line is through the draft. You have to draft offensive linemen. That's those are guys that you can get in the second, third, even fourth round that can wind up becoming 
good players, but you have to be able to draft them. And that's where the Giants, I think, especially yeah. with Gettleman's lead, they have not been able to find those guys. And in the past, the Giants have always been able to draft offensive linemen and wide receivers. They've right. always been good yeah. at that. And defensive they have, linemen, yeah, they have not good they've always good been good problem. at that. And they have not had any of that in the last X years since Gettleman's been on board. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, don't forget sure. about uh, Flowers. It was a bright spot. Oh, he was a huge bright spot. <laughs> Forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, another, I, look, I don't know all the names. I, I heard the guys on the radio yeah. talking about this today. But there's a list of failures Yeah, uh, in the Gettleman regime at offensive yeah. line. You yeah. know. Bart, uh, Bart Oates is not coming back. No. Is there? A, there there's no Bart Oates Jr.? Probably. How can there not be a Bart Oates Jr.? I want Jumbo Jr. Mm, Jumbo <laughs> Elliott was not even the best... No, I just want Jumbo Jr. Jumbo Jr. His name's Jimbo, actually. Jumbo's Jr. is Jimbo. Jimbo, Jumbo, Jimbo. Jimbo. I don't don't want to be just Jumbo Jr. I want to be. I want to be the first Jimbo. Jimbo, not the second Jumbo. Yeah. (laughs) Super size Jr. Super size Jr. Well, to wrap up Giants talk, uh, just to put this out there in case you guys haven't heard or anybody else is listening haven't hasn't heard. You heard about you know obviously the last couple seasons or whatever they did. uh, uh, Peyton Manning did Peyton's places. On mm-hmm. ESPN Plus. Well, starting this fall on ESPN Plus is going to be Eli's Places. Great. Riveting. There's yes. only one person more riveting than Peyton Manning. That's Eli Manning. <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to mention? It seems like years ago now at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Blake Griffin is going to have a TV show. I heard a promo for it the other day. I don't know if you've heard this. And it's going to be like a double prank show where they pull pranks on known pranksters it's it sounds absolutely horrendous uh but i think he's, i thought there uh, was a punchline coming i thought no, no i thought it was no a joke punchline. too I do. no no <laughs> it's i heard it and i was listening to it or maybe it was maybe it was on tv while we were having dinner and uh, I just remember. I, I thought it was going to be like a. I thought it was going to be like a thirty for thirty on Blake. He ha- he no, has- no, 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 no. <laughs> He's he going to be hosting on a couple of celebrity roasts. Yeah. This. So this is going to. I don't know. This is a vehicle yeah. that they're creating for him. He has been on a bunch of celebrity roasts. Yeah. We both looked at each other and we went, "That just sounds terrible." Maybe he should work. Maybe before he does that, he should just work on his layups. Yeah. Well, I think he's. You know. My point is, he's probably not going to be around for too much longer. Although his basketball career. I think it's going to last longer than the TV show <laughs> because it just sounds absolutely terrible. I, well, you know, he might have episode, to play. It, huh? He might have to play for the Nets a co- for a couple more a couple years, years because of that. Yeah. Right. I think the show starts in I don't know a couple months or something like that. But he's 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 going to be on Bay Ridge uh, Basic Cable. <laughs> Bay Ridge Basic Cable. <laughs> <laughs> the show gets shown between Avenue A and Avenue U. Just uh, that's it. Just just, those, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just in Bay Ridge in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Between the hours of 1 a.m. and 1.30 a.m. <laughs> Lakes, Bay Ridge, <laughs> evening news. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right. Um, it's not a whole hell of a lot going on in the NHL. Um, How about those Rangers? Islanders. Rangers. I don't know. Well, uh, Keith Kincaid uh, was in the net last night. He's the first American goalie for the Rangers in 17 years. Um, and uh, Jack Johnson uh, got his first point as a Ranger last night too. And the and Penguins won the game four to two. But um, Islanders on a six game win streak. Uh, they beat the Bruins. In it's because they keep playing the Bruins and they, yeah, they have keep their playing number. the Bruins. <laughs> who was it? Was it that, weren't they? Who was it? Somebody was playing the Sabers over and over again. And they keep beating beating the Sabers. Was that the? Uh, I forget which team oh, that was. It's got to be the Islanders. A couple weeks ago, <laughs> I was like. 
because uh, other teams we couldn't play, and it was like, oh, I guess we'll play the Sabers again. Let's play. That's hey, well, hey, you want to play a game? Yeah, let's play. Yeah, we'll play tonight. So, and the Devils, the Devils, they lost uh, last night, but it, they were down four to one to the Caps, and they came back and tied it up, and then lost in overtime. Uh, but, that sounds uh, like the Devils. Exactly, but it's just the only reason we got in the uh, NHL. Oh, I forgot to put the crawl on. Look at that. Um, Harry, last week uh, Pete brought up uh, last week after you uh, after you amscrated the show early mm. um, about the uh, playoff structure for the NHL. What's mm. your uh, what's your take on that? Um, Pete, you wanna you wanna? Well, the, yeah. The, the the point that I was making is uh, these teams are only playing in their in their divisions, divisions right? right? And they're multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, and so we're you're gonna have essentially four teams that you know, you're going to have division conferences like in the uh, tournaments, like in the NCAA, and then you're going to have teams that come out and head into the playoffs to play against <clears throat> other teams they've never played against sure. for the whole year. So I, my, my, my question was like, how do you seed these guys? How do you, I don't know. You know how I mean, does Vegas yeah, do that? Everything this year is just, it's, I feel the same way about the fourth quarter of the NBA all-star game. It's just, <laughs> It's the NHL. I mean, it's been the one sport where, holy shit, the, end, the, the the season starts, and then two weeks later you start the playoffs, and four months later you have the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> and it's I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who the who the top teams are, and I think seeding is, yeah, it's going to be a little weird, but at the end of the day, it might be interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's uh. Again, I'm just hoping that a, a team that's not named after a uh, natural disaster or located in Florida or the Carolinas wins it. I just want the Maple Leafs to win a to win a Stanley Cup. Can we have that? It's, I don't know. Listen, it seemed like they're for real this you year. Know, hey, the, the Islanders are up. they Islanders are up to number six in the NHL power ratings on ESPN right now. Yeah. I mean, they've got you know the obvious Tampa Bay and, and Vegas, and then Toronto third, and then. Carolina, Florida, and the Islanders. Mm-hmm. The Capitals seventh, the Bruins eighth. And I don't know. It, it, it's interesting this year in the NHL. It was interesting last year too, and I kind of liked the playoffs last year in the NHL. I thought it was kind of interesting because it, it seemed like much like the NBA team, these younger teams being in the bubble seemed to perform sure. better than they would have if it was a normal situation. So maybe this year, maybe we'll see something. I don't know. It's. Uh, I think you're right, though. It's like old school NCAA, you know, when no one played anybody outside of their conference. Oh, okay, here and then, and then you go to the uh, NCAA tournament. Right. Here we go. So here it is. I finally found it. Regular season wraps up on May 8th, and the league will return to a 16-team best-of-seven four-round playoff format. Yeah. Four teams from each division will qualify. First two rounds will be inter- intra-divisional play. Mm-hmm. Then the Which four it used divisions- to be. Right. Then the four division winners will advance to the semis, reseeded based on their regular season point totals, which I guess is the fairest way to do it. Yeah. The two semifinal teams will play in the Stanley Cup final. So there you go. I guess yeah, that so, makes more but, sense. But but to your point, it, for for those divisions that are really that are playing better, then you know it's gonna be harder. But there is a lot of parity right now. I mean the you know Vegas has twenty three wins, Toronto has twenty seven, the Islanders have twenty six, Tampa Bay has twenty four, Carolina. You know there, there's some parity. Uh, I I think it's going to work out this year just because it seems pretty balanced from top to bottom. Right. right. Well, 
It, Who's going to be... have the best? Uh, they could put advertisements on the side of the helmets, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Who's going to have the best ads? Which team will have the best ads? Best ads. Definitely well, the Columbus Blue Jackets. There you go. Well, the uh, the fact that you just said that, the fact that they're going to reseat them according to their uh, the record and their points uh, from regular season makes makes all the sense, Nan. Uh, yeah, you know, so it's, it's just going to be weird to, to see two teams that haven't seen, you know, potentially haven't seen each other sure. all year, and now they're heading into a playoff se- series. That's you the know, only. That's the only odd, the, yeah. To the finals, that's going to be, you know, very strange. It's, right. I mean, that's the way. That's the way the World think, Series. That's the way the World Series was, and still can yeah, be for years and yeah. years. It's it's, it's the way the, see, it's, uh, the way, it's the way the NFL playoffs have, have, could could be. You know, there's a lot of times you play somebody that you haven't played in the regular season. Sure. Right. 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 But there's also, you know, far less now games. With, now with right with teams that play, yeah, uh, entire divisions right over the course of a right. season that are different, right. you know, different divisions. And that's the other. But thing, it's going to be interesting to see how abri- Vegas handles uh, it. Obviously, it's an abbreviated season, but it's obviously many, many more games than uh, than it should be. And all they're doing is playing the same teams over and over again, like you said before, Harry, with the. Uh, you know, uh, was it the Islanders playing the Bruins six times in two weeks? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, it's like you get you get to know who's good amongst that you know in that division, obviously. Right. But exactly. but you know, back in the day, that's the way it always used to be, even in basketball, where you you had divisions and you always played way more games in division, and there was for, there was you know you played one or two games against the rest of the other teams. Hockey used to be the same way back in the day. There was far less teams. I mean, hockey is the one league where I, I would say hockey's doubled the amount of teams over the course of the last. 20 years sure yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean i mean when they started it was six teams right in the nhl well six, like, six yeah teams. but even going back into the into the you know the how 20s. many how, yeah how many games how many teams have they added in the last 20 years well, yeah, a I mean, lot quite a, a few lot. yeah very much and or then 25 years yeah. and then and next year's another team uh coming in Believe right uh, the kraken the kraken release the kraken so at least you could almost picture hockey being played in in Seattle. It's like this I is, feel this <laughs> is true. Almost, almost. Some of these teams, some of these teams, I don't even know. I don't you even. Know I don't even know what their names are. They're going to be really close. It's going to be a close ride to play the Canucks. You know, that's right. So, bing, bang, boom. So, anyway, well, there you go. That's uh, hockey for it. And then uh, we'll just uh, touch on uh, NCAA um, selection Sundays this uh, this Sunday. Talk about a strange. How do you pick this? <laughs> How do you pick this? How do you do this? Uh, yeah. Six o'clock this Sunday night, and a tournament begins next Thursday uh, on the eighteenth. Um, it could be uh, could be interesting. Um, the men's big it always East, is. It, it always, always is. is. It's always going to be right. Yeah. But uh, Big East tournament uh, got underway uh, today. Uh, the Huskies are the favorite, as everybody's uh, saying. Um, but uh, St. John's and uh, Seton Hall will compete. But and St. John's played great down the stretch. But uh, but it's it's probably the Huskies to take and uh, Rutgers, uh, um, uh, which we call it begins obviously they're in the Big Ten. Uh, I think they play uh, Indiana first. But um, they're, they're you think Rutgers is going to be in the uh, the tournament? I think they're going to get selected. No, no Who cares. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, maybe, uh, let me rephrase that. I don't care. You don't care. There you go. No, I can't. I just thought you might have been curious. But overall, uh, on the uh, on the selection Sunday thing, it should be it should be an interesting year. And I mean, it's like you said, it's always interesting, but it should definitely be uh, <laughs> this year should be interesting. To me, uh, what's interesting heading into this is Gonzaga. 
okay. mm-hmm. who is no longer that pesky mid-major, they are undefeated. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as I am reading this, there have only been seven teams who have gone undefeated and won the national championship in the tournament era. Wow. The latest being Indiana in 75 and 76. And then been, a few times been, UCLA. So it's been and, 45 years since a team went undefeated and won the, won the tournament. Well, and then when was the last time a Big Ten team was, you know, I mean, there's a lot this year that's going on that, that could be pretty interesting. You know, to me, uh, to me that's, uh, in other words, we have an opportunity to see something that is not done very often. So it, it would be that's exciting, you know. Hey, I, I always look forward to that sort of thing. I could hop on the Gonzaga bandwagon for, uh, for a tournament. Yeah, why not? Uh, why not? Who's who's the white guy with the ironic mustache this year? <laughs> I think the coach. Yeah, the coach. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. Good stuff. Well, well. On that note, I guess uh, there's nothing else we got to talk about, right? There's nothing else. I not really. No. Nah. Okay. Well, let's uh, wrap up the show then for today. We want to thank everyone for watching, and for those of you listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Logger Room. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday at 730. And for those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds and you'll never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful weekend. Watch some spring training baseball. NBA starts back up again. Selection Sunday is on Sunday. Uh, enjoy it all, and we will talk to you soon, guys. Take care. Cheers. Oh, one final note about the White Shadow. Great theme song. Great. Excellent theme song. We should awesome. pull that up for next year and use it for a segment or something. We should. And the song for the fish that, that saved Pittsburgh was a good song, too. So add, add both of those to your Spotify playlist. Put them, put them both on there. There we go. All right. Peace, everybody. Cheers. Bye. Talk to a cat.